Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Real Debaters production. I am your host, Michael Petro. On the show this week, it's all about reality television. In the living room. The virtual living room still. We're almost together. We're still apart. We're, we're still fucking close. Anyways, in the in the virtual living room this week, Mark Navarro, Rob Strack, and Mark Cowell, and myself are talking reality television. This whole entire episode dedicated to Mark Navarro. It's from his brain. It is his brainchild. He thought, well, we're allowed to do TV. Let's take it to reality television. So one of the oldest running reality television series on TV is Survivor. So this week's debate is inspired by Jeff Probst and all things Tropical Island. So what we did was, well, what Martin did was, why not make a theme Survivor? It's always usually the same thing, surviving the elements, right? Why not take a movie or a TV show theme and put it on top of the show? And make it fun, right? All the rules apply, all of the challenges, the idols, everything is still the same. It's just now themed, right? So what movie or TV show are you going to pick? Why is it going to be awesome? What are things that inspired you to make this version of the show? Is it harder? Is it easier? What changes are you making? All those things were talked about. So if you're a fan of reality television, this one's for you. Uh, if you want to follow the show, if you want to stay in touch with us, at Real Debaters, that's all of our social media, R-E-E-L. If you want to talk to us and send us an email, an idea, you want to do a shout-out, whatnot, you just want to tell us we're fucking buffoons, we'll listen at therealdebaters at gmail.com and therealdebaters.ca. That's the website. That's the merch stand. That's the cast bios. That's the blog. That's the podcast. That's the Patreon tab. If you're feeling uh, charitable and you'd like to donate to the production of this show, we ensure that it will go right back into making this better for you, the listener. Uh, we've kind of made it a little interactive, so if you want to take part, hit that Patreon tab. Uh, besides that, oh, shout-outs. Yeah, I, I said I'd stay on this, so let's keep with continuity, shall we? Uh, our friends south of the border putting up big numbers. Ashburn, San Jose, Southington, Cedar Grove, and Boardman. Those are the top five American places that are listening to the show. We thank you very much. We thank everybody, but I figured why not? If you're gonna if you're gonna put up some big numbers and show some support and love, let's pay attention to you. Winnipeg, our hometown, Nanaimo, BC, Neverville, Manitoba, an unknown place in Manitoba, and Oak Bank, Manitoba, all in the top five. Thank you. We didn't know we knew Neverville was there. Thanks for for sticking around. But Oak Bank, welcome to the party. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the dance. We appreciate it. Anyways, uh, I don't think I've got anything else. Enjoy the first debate of the year. Uh, we got lots more coming. I'm going to try some solo shit, see how that works. You guys can let me know in the comments if you want to listen just to me or if it's a collective vibe you like. That's the nicest way to say it. Anyways, uh, I got nothing else. Talk to you the real. And you enjoy the show. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Here is a motion picture film, a thousand feet, 16,000 separate photographs. Welcome everyone to the official space section of the chart. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Sir, you're out of order. I don't I show you out of order! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's 2021 and we are fucking back. I have been waiting three weeks to sit down with you guys and uh, this feels... So fucking good. So um, without further ado, let's just kick into the new year properly without me meandering for 20 minutes about absolutely nothing. I want to talk about what we watched because I feel that with COVID on top of holidays and everything stopping us from seeing each other, the only thing to do is to either argue with your partner or watch fun shit. And I know we all have really great people in our lives. Uh, Martin's my partner by default before Shauna anyway. So um, <laughs> with that hetero said, life mate. <laughs> hetero life mate. Yes, hetero that's life, correct. There it is. That totally. Is yeah, he's my hetero life mate. I'm Kevin. He's Jay. Um, 
I got it. I could tuck my penis into the back. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Please, right now. We'll stop the show. Get up. Do it. Do it. Let me see the cock. TMI. <laughs> Let me see you, Peter. So, um, and up, please. It's too early to Peter out. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I love the crotch shot because as soon as like that dude from CNN who got fired, Jeffrey Tubin, I think, and a guy with a last name like Tubin, I feel that you're the kind of guy who shows his dick. That's just a personal thought, whatever. But like, he's, like Anthony Weiner. Yeah, there you go. How does a guy like Anthony Weiner not realize that he's destined to fuck up with his dick somewhere along the way? Like, or like, don't send dick pics like to random yeah. people. Don't send dick pics on if government you're elected official. Phones. Yeah, totally. Just don't do that. Anyway, so what if you have a really pretty dick and you want to share it with the world? Well, ask for it. <laughs> don't be the oh elected God. official. Sorry, it's on Mark. <laughs> Almost had a spit take. Almost had one. <laughs> I really want to find out. What... I just pretty dick is very. It's a funny, funny sentence. Isn't pretty dick code for small dick? <laughs> no, pretty dick is a pretty dick. What's a pretty okay. dick? Okay, this is this is a rabbit hole. We're gonna come back to this. Um. Anyways, I got into a fuck ton of good shit over the holidays. And I've made it a promise to myself. I will watch more animation this year and I will watch more kooky, random, weird shit that Shauna likes that I have a tendency to watch, but like half watch, watch while I'm editing, watch while I'm chatting on the, on guy chats, but not really fully invest myself in. But the, the two things that really made me happy were, um, the first and second season of castle rock. I went back to them. And if you're a Stephen King fan, we've talked about this before. I know I've talked about this with Mark and even Martin, I think. But um, the first time around, it, it it's almost like you kind of have to watch a couple episodes and anchor it and then come back to it and then do it again. Because it's like it's the equivalent of Family Guy, like Family Guy's zingers, how funny they are and how fast they come. That's how fast the Stephen King lore comes at you in the show. So the first season has to do with Shawshank, um, Needful Things and a little bit of Cujo in there like in it and it's all inspiration right but the second season is all about how misery basically happened it's a prequel to the movie misery and it's 12 it's Ooh. 10 episodes about the character it's it's her it's Annie 100% and Annie's daughter and they run and they come to Castle Rock because everything bad happens in Castle Rock it's like a fucking we we know from Where do you stream that like Crave Crave all day. Uh, I think it's a Crave production too. I've never bothered to investigate it, but I'm pretty sure it's filmed in Canada as well. Anyways, if you're a Stephen King fan, first and foremost, it's for you. A hundred percent. Like even some of the shots move around. Like there's a, there's a sequence between four people. I swear it's a carbon copy out of Stand By Me and It. Just the way the camera moves, you know it, right? So these guys are Stephen King fans. He's an exec producer on it, King himself. So, you know, he's watching over his baby instead of letting things like The Shining happen where, you know, it, it completely goes in a different creative direction and you're, you're Stanley Cooper going, what, you don't like my Room 237 shit? Uh, it's guaranteed to have a shitty ending. Yeah, exactly, right? Totally not in line with anything the guy planned on on one day maybe being made into a movie. And second to this, watch Soul. Sit down and give yourself some time and watch Soul. I've never been a big Pixar guy. Like Finding Nemo and the early iterations of Pixar I was in because I was like, what is this animation that these people are making? But I I listened to Fat Man Until Beyond. you have a kid. Oh, God. I can't even. Yeah, well, the, I have three cats. I'm done with kids. Okay. But like okay. <laughs> uh, Soul is beautiful. It's amazing storytelling. 
The animation is fantastic. I, I caught a rumor that it was actually the movie was supposed to be about an animator, and then they switched it to a jazz musician. It's mm-hmm. such a great idea that they switched it. And I'm really happy that Disney, like, to, to talk about um, just cultural appropriation appropriately, um, this isn't my line. I heard this from Fat Man Beyond, but it, it really, it's, it's, a, it's a black character. It's a black family. It's a black story. But Disney did a great job of creating this world where you didn't instinctively go, you're just checking a box. Like, they really sincerely have a great story behind it and using somebody who's not white for once is so great to see. Um, you'll tear up at the end of it. It's got a big, big, huge fucking twist on it. And Tina Fey as an annoying little like preteen soul, fan fucking test. 22. So 22, exactly. So you've it's seen a, Soul 2, Rob. Yeah. It sort of reminded me of um, like Inside Out from the commercials and stuff that I saw. Yeah. It's very, it's very, it's, it's a like bit Inside like Out that, wasn't, sorry, go on. Oh no! I was gonna say it's that's it's similar to that lines. I I, I think for me, I watched in, uh, both of them, and I love both of them, and I I like how Pixar's tackling what makes people tick. Yes, but in different ways. Yes, Inside Out does that as well, and and Soul does that, and I, I that's what I I like about both of them. The, and they're they, they're tackling these issues for young children because you know this is who it's meant to be viewed for, right? It's so. to- totally Mar- uh, Martin because their Soul is about life and death and about using your time wisely and not regretting things so like being present being present exactly rob exactly it's about being you're present. going to when you're watching shows with shauna yes <laughs> exactly both of us are present watching the show so it they've they've stepped outside of their toy story world now they're getting back to original storytelling with fantastic animation um the great beyond and the great before and what happens after you die these squiggly little animated angels. There's three of them. The Jerry's, the Jerry's and the Terry. Oh my God. The I love how they all have, they all have Kiwi accents. Yes. It's awesome. (laughs) Terry's the, Terry's the soul counter Mark. Every time a soul comes into heaven, he throws it, but he's counting with an abacus. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, that's my two cents from over the holidays for the break. Rob, what'd you watch? Um, it's funny that you said soul because that was on my list too. I mean, I've got a I've got a 19 month at home, and she loves Pixar, and she's really like the soul. And I think I've watched it three I've watched it three times okay. since they released it, and it's only been out for like 10 days. Um, you know, I felt like you were just dissing Toy Story a little bit there, and I literally watched <laughs> Toy Story three this morning. And dude, those Toy Story movies, I've seen them a lot in the last six months. They hold up. They are solid. They are unbelievable storytelling, and I actually find myself I'm more into them sometimes than my daughter. I and that just that just speaks volumes, dude. I was I love the one with the green army men because <laughs> it just reminds me so much of when I used to play with them. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Um, the, uh, another one I wanted to mention was uh, Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, I mean, I just we just I, I just got to mention it. I mean, it's the elephant in the room. I, I always go into every Disney movie with the lowest expectations because they disappoint me so fucking much. Unless it's a Christopher Nolan Batman movie, I'm I'm going in there going, this is probably going to suck, but I'm going to watch it anyway. And it was okay. And like right after I watched it, I was kind of like, oh, okay, that was pretty good. But then I like digested it for a day. And I and I even, I, I typed this on, a, on, on our chat. And I basically said, you know what? I want to retract my statement of pretty good to not bad. Um, it, I mean, it was all right. It, I mean, it definitely still had like that, 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 that feel that the first Wonder Woman had, 
I just felt like there was just too many holes in the story. And the, that's one reason why I don't love DC, like I like Marvel, is everything's always mystical. Like it's always mystical, magical kind of, you know, whereas, you know, Marvel has that too, but it's like they tie this like mythology into science and tech and like it all like intertwines. And I don't know, I just like that feel better. And I think that's why I've just always had a better, a bigger affinity to, to, the, to the MCU. I think you nailed it right there, Rob, is that Marvel takes, there's the magical realm and then there's the mythology and then there's the super advanced tech like like Wakanda and Iron Man and everything gets like, and then standards are like, um, like people that became superheroes because of gamma rays and, you yeah. know, radiation and they have all these different ways of having superpowers instead of, you know. I don't, DC doesn't do that as well, for sure. No, they don't. And I mean, yeah. And I mean, maybe it's because like MCU's kind of like rocking like ancient aliens kind of mythology, like, you know, perspective, you know? <laughs> do they have a guy with I that think, fucking haircut? I think having a backbone grounded in Norse mythology really is, oh, it helps them. Huge, huge. Because it's like, it, it it's, it's, it's not as mainstream as um, Greek and Roman mythology, right? but people know enough about it, but there's still an allure about it. And it's, and it's kind of like off the beaten path with the, with the mythology, right? Even though people don't realize how much it actually influences us today. It's not too hard. Like to most digest. people don't know like Thursday's called Thursdays because it's Thor's day. Right. Or there's the God Freya and that's why it's called Friday. Friday. Right? But yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, I digress. And people go down rabbit holes when they, uh, you search out like something that you saw like Asgard or Midgard mm. or something. And it it's rooted in like ancient, ancient, worldly mythology it's not totally. just created by marvel yeah exactly exactly um another show that i watch and i hate to say it but i uh i watched it with michelle it's called bridgerton <laughs> i tried to watch that <laughs> and it's kind of like it's kind of like um it's kind of like gossip girl but like in 1820 england <laughs> yeah and i found myself like ridiculously into it for like a day and I'm kind of ashamed, but it was it was it was kind of a guilty pleasure. And I mean, it's the number one show in the world on Netflix right now, so it must be doing something right. Yeah, now. that was a that I I because I was I was watching last night. And I was trying to find something to kill time before, which I I I was Sean was like Bridgerton, and I was like the history of swear words with Nick Cage, you know, meet in the middle maybe. And uh, <laughs> so we watched fucking shit, which were great. Uh, just a little note: somebody else watched those. Have any of you guys caught them yet? The history of swear words. Nick Cage. Oh, it's amazing. it's amazing. I watched one, Fuck. First, you watch Fuck? Okay, yeah. so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Martin, get on get on board with this because it's Nick Cage just being like they were like, just be just be you. Just be nice. you. And we'll bring on a panel of experts to talk about the history of swearing, but you just be you. So whenever the camera's on you, talk like you, act like you, pull from all your movies. He actually at one point, and I believe this is in Mark can confirm this, I think it's in Fuck, where he's like we wanted to find out how many times fuck has been said in swearing. So we brought in a randomly assigned actor and then it's his bio card that comes on screen. <laughs> and I'm like, that's yeah, pretty funny. That's essentially Nick, Nick fucking Cage, Cage being more Nick Cage than Nick Cage. Is. Exactly. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, it's extracted the essence of Nick Cage and concentrated it yep. without all the, it down. <laughs> it's, it's like the four local version of Nick Cage. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's the, like if you if you bought that in the store and added it to like four parts water to get Nick Cage. That's mm, totally <laughs> like a that's Nick Cage a good <laughs> But the first four episodes are basically fuck, shit, bitch, and dick. That's as far as I've seen. Yeah, I got I got through shit, which I liked finding out that like shit 
kind of had to do with store high in transit, which is the history of shipping manure across the world. And because it had to be stored higher because of methane buildup, shit was the logo that was put on the boxes of manure as they shipped so that the shippers would know that these had to be stored higher in the bulk of the ship than lower. And they would build because they would build up methane on it. So there's there's some of that historical shit there. But okay, so you've seen Wonder Woman. Any raise your hand. Anybody else seen Wonder Woman? Okay, all right. So we got one Wonder Woman here. Um, I have three thousand credits on my uh, on my Cineplex card or my scene points, I should say. So I have a free shot. I've had a free shot at Wonder Woman since it came out. Ask me if I've uh, used those three thousand credits. <laughs> Anybody? Somebody? I'm guessing no. No, fuck no. I have I trust Rotten Tomatoes a lot more now that I've been using them. Shout out Rotten Tomatoes for all of your knowledge and and, and critiquing awesomeness. But like I really, and I don't know if it's the rumors about Patty Jenkins being hard to work with, which I think is just hype because it's fun to shit on a woman in Hollywood these days for some reason, which is just stupid. But um, I don't know if it's it's that that's put me off, and I'm I'm totally not. It was Chris Pine and with a fanny pack. Okay, no, I, you know? I fuck, dude. I have four fanny packs. I'm not against a fanny pack. I'm against the fact that I've heard that there's real no backdrop to how they brought uh, Chris Trevor back. Like it, they just expect you to believe it. Well, no, no. There, there, there's there's a reason behind it. Okay. Because there's because the premise of the movie. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to ruin anything. There's there's a there's a ancient Roman artifact or the Greek artifact or whatever it is it's got latin writing on it and it's some type of stone and you're able to make a wish on uh, one wish into it but you also take something it takes something most precious from you this is marvel that's, that's fucking marvel it's, ca- that's it's called the reality stone i was just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> no is it the soul stone the, the soul, soul stone? stone yeah whatever it is but i mean basically she makes a wish to have her true love come back right and that's why he reappears but he actually doesn't come back he comes back in the body of another person that's about the same age in that present time oh well didn't he didn't he crash that plane in the arctic and be frozen under the ice for oh no wait that was kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of america <laughs> along with bucky yeah yeah i love how you draw a parallel the train? i don't know a train scene where he loses his best friend I... yeah. so 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 even though he's actually in another person's body she only sees him so for the rest of the movie, you only see him unless he looks in a mirror and he's looking at himself and then you see the reflection of the other guy. Okay. So that's not actually Captain Kirk? I mean, <laughs> getting my universes crossed. Tiberius. Here. Good old Tiberius. <laughs> it's not the crazy punk guy from, um, what's that What's that movie where they're trying to kill the guy in Reno? Oh. Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit? No, 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 no. Um, I know the one. Oh, uh, um, Smoke and Aces. Smoking Aces. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy Pippen. That was the first place I saw Chris uh, Pine. I, yeah. Totally. That's a great movie. It and the funny is. thing is he looks really short in that movie, but it's just because the other guy is super tall. Which that other guy was the big the other The other punk rocker guy is like a, like a giant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a monster. Wasn't he a wrestler or something? Yeah. yeah something. He's like 6'8 or something like that. Yeah. So Chris Pine is like six feet tall, but he looks like he's like 5'4 or something. <laughs> Anyway, um, we're kind of going off. Yeah, off whatever. That's that's what we do here. We I, there's no train station at the at the real debate. At least it's movie talk. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> right off the rails. As long as it's on point, it can be as far off the rails as we want it to be. That's what the having your own fucking show is all about. Um, okay. So one review of Wonder Woman 
is lackluster. I don't even want to use free points to watch it. So it may take a while for all of us to start talking about it. Save it, it for Dune. Yeah, save it's it for Dune. I, I'll save it's my jizz for Dune. I'll jizz all over Dune. Um, but no, please don't jizz all over Dune. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> I'll, 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 fuck with du- I'll fuck with Dune. I'll fuck with Dune. But as long as you don't jizz all over it, Mark, that's all I care about. Yeah, just you can fuck with it. Pull out and jizz elsewhere. Don't jizz on it because it's everybody's yeah. Respect the Dune. Respect the Dune. <laughs> Martin, what'd you watch, buddy? Um, I, I think I told you guys uh, in the chat group the other day that I, I wanted to watch uh, a movie that I haven't seen in a long time. The Bruce Willis movie, Hudson Hawk, yes. just oh, for yes. the ball biting scene, the, the dog that bites balls. Um, couldn't finish it. <laughs> Could oh. not finish it. <laughs> Isn't there I, a scene got... where he's in like an ambulance in a in a gurney that's getting pulled by? <laughs> <laughs> he's like going down. I think some bridge in New York that's not busy for like not as busy. I'm like, how is there? How's this bridge moving? Like, there's usually traffic on this bridge. Like, how is there enough room to maneuver in a gurney while you're driving down a bridge in New York City? Um, it it does have its moments. Like it does. I mean, it's it's still. It, it does have some funny parts, but I mean, it just, I couldn't finish it. I, I think I got up to where the ball biting scene was, and then I stopped. That's all you wanted. And that's who's all I wanted to see. love interest in it? Is it is it Andy McDowell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is yeah. Andy McDowell. Yeah, she's a love interest. Um, He's like a poor so man's Rocky yeah. in it, almost. Like, not fi- it's not about boxing, but the way he dresses is very, like, poor man's Rocky to me with the fedora and the <laughs> a coat and the fingers gloves. He's a cat, He's a cat burglar. Yeah, well, <laughs> That's how cat burglars dress. The, okay, it so also it's... looks like when he's in uh, the whole nine yards. Oh yeah, it was the yeah. same look. Somebody the jackal, like, really... the jackal. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's what? got really high pants with like a t-shirt, but then he's got like a long trench coat. Like it's like that weird bad early nineties <laughs> look. I'm really well. He went to jail in the eighties, and I think I don't think he changes outfit from the eighties because the movie takes place in the nineties. Mm, okay. So yeah, he he's still kind of trapped in that. I that I did read a quote about Bruce Willis that Terry Gillum was afraid of casting him in Twelve Monkeys only because his, his mouth, butt mouth, his butt mouth. Yeah, you read that too. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so fair. Ooh, what are you drinking there, Mark? Look at my cool. Uh, I bought a a spherical ice cube maker. Those are the best. Ooh. I have one of those. Those are so awesome. And it makes giant ice spheres. They look like Death Stars. Does your they, you could buy Death Star ice cube trays? Yes, you can. Does that? Does that? Oh, I'm gonna buy that right now on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a minute, everybody, for an Amazon break. Um, um, if you too want to so buy something I, from Amazon, feel free. Hudson, yeah, Hudson Hawk. I didn't finish, but I, I wanted to watch a better movie with ball biting in it, so I watched John Wick Parabellum, which is on Prime right now. <laughs> oh. There was a lot of ball biting in that one. That uh, dog scene is like 25 minutes long. <laughs> I know it's awesome. <laughs> I was like, I gotta see this again because I was so disappointed with the previous movie that I watched. I, wanna, so I watched that. I want to know well. how long how many dogs had a dog biting scene. I have never seen a dog fight scene go on longer in a movie. Oh, it's great. No. It's great. That whole scene was amazing. Just at the very beginning when he just like chopper sick balls, boom. I think it's um I think the only other dog fighting movie that you could say that takes place with the same amount of fighting is Turner and Hooch. Like in comparison to John Wick in the ball biting scene in, in Parabellum, like because Hooch is always by that, or what was Would the White Fang count? White Fang. White Fang. White Fang had they had the dogs dog fights in Alaska yeah, before he adopts the, the yeah. dog. He, they, yeah. yeah, they have a bunch of that. Yeah. What about Twilight? Does that count? <laughs> they're, <laughs> you and they're your lichens. lichens. Uh, <laughs> no, no, they have another name. I can't remember what they call them in that. I uh, I like in that universe. Uh, werewolves are not lycanthropic. <laughs> Shut up! No, not lycanthropic peoples. Fuck off. <laughs> Lycanthropy. <laughs> I would. I like to talk about another fucking topic. So, Mark, what did you watch, buddy? 
You're always trying to keep us on track here, Mike. No, this no, no, really no. Weird. I just want to stop being made fun it's of. Like you're, it's like you're <laughs> the host. <laughs> yeah. um, so I uh, I decided to start banging through some of the shows that I've kind of missed, I guess. Okay. Um, and I, I hit Prime pretty hard because I'd missed a bunch of shows on Prime. Um, so I, I don't know if I talked about some of these, but I watched Utopia. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, you talked was, about it. I watched it was fantastic. Week. Yeah, um, I watched um, Upload. Oh, I watched that too yeah. as well. Okay, Upload. Yeah, kind upload. of a cool. Good. What's Upload? I liked I've, it. I've heard many things. Talk about Upload. Greg Daniels, the guy who did The Office North America, is the writer of Upload. The- yeah, it's sort of um, it's a it's a comedy sort of um that you basically before you die, they've discovered how to take your conscience and upload you into um a, a heaven, okay. quote unquote, of your choice. Depending upon which package you get is how good your heaven is, oh how much you can afford to pay per month. It's very capitalistic in that way. <laughs> yes. Your data plan, man. <laughs> exactly. Where they the two giggers that live on the bottom floor that only have two <laughs> gigs a month. And- <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's horrible. I can't imagine if the, I, I want all I want unlimited data if this fucking happens. I think the funniest thing is the two giggers. Their 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 food is sponsored by I forget what company, but it's sponsored by like a meal company, and they test out weird meals, and that's how they eat. Lean cuisine, wasn't Lean cuisine, it? Yeah, yeah. Lean cuisine. Lean cuisine but tests it was out like new the recipes. Worst combination of foods you could mix together. Yeah. Uh, like jalapenos, like tires, chicken, or something. Oh my god. I, yeah. So that was that was a good show. Um, but again, like they got so many season ones of episodes on Prime. I'm I'm leery to get into a season one, and because they don't continue a lot of them, right? What the fuck is with that? You've noticed that too. Okay, I thought I thought I just had a bad Prime account, like mine was busted. But like, I'm I'm sad that Sneaky Pete isn't getting a season four. Well, see, and so those are some of the ones that I get into where I'm like, oh, do I watch like a show that's from 2017 that only has two seasons? Because yeah. I know it's only going to be two seasons. Here's the thing, though, and you know what? I know, I know you're saying, you know, it's annoying that you see a lot of the like these only one season. We have to remember how many shows actually end up on network TV that only do one season and we never see it again. But the difference is we don't see it sitting on the streaming site accessible for us to watch over and over and over again, right? I will. So I don't think it's top top of mind. I think there's way more failure one season shows out there than we realize. I will counter oh, yeah. that for a second here. I agree with you. One of the best failed season one shows is Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. I can watch that season. That is that is a perfect example of trying to put everything into a season and then getting canceled and then being Can I just say this? Firefly. Firefly. Yeah, see like one season. Go, yeah. Gone. Totally. <laughs> But- well, and and that's I think the prime's problem is that they they green light like twenty shows to do season one, and then they have to chop it down so much. But if they slowly release those shows, I think a lot of them could take. But they're they're competing against themselves. I think. You, the other thing is too, though, Mark. I mean, they they've got so much metadata to dig through to actually see um, engagement. And the other thing is too is that they 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 gauge more than just. How many people clicked on it? It's about how many people clicked on it. How many people actually watched the whole thing? Did they stop part way? Did they binge the whole series? So there's all these different things and different metrics play into whether they're going to um, green light another season other than just how many eyeballs viewed it for one second, right? Because, you know, a show might only have 12 million people see it, but if of those 12 million people, 80% of them binge the whole fucking season in one day, 
that show shows <laughs> that that it's got that appeal to 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 greenlight it for another go. Well, Utopia, I think like that show would easily catch on if more people watched it. Oh, I thought it was really good. I was actually when I finished it, I was disappointed because you guys told me that I watched it knowing <laughs> it wasn't being repeated, like renewed, and I was kind of like, damn it. But I was building a puzzle while I watched it, which uh, made it tricky. I had to keep rewinding it because I. Was the just... show is a puzzle. You got to really. That's very meta. A puzzle of a show within a puzzle of a. Yeah. While doing a puzzle oh. that had butterflies on it. <laughs> so, and then uh, on a streaming service, I guess uh, I just watched uh, Palm Springs, the new oh, Andy oh, Samberg, like that. That Kristen Milioti film. Really, you know what? Pleasantly surprised. Good, good take on Groundhog Day sort of scenario. Uh, well cast. I think it was really good. Has any- did you know, Mark, did you know that it was a Groundhog Day theme when you started watching it? No, I didn't. I didn't either. And I was blown away. I have a question. Mike, can I share what we're going to be working what we're working on? Not really the whole thing, but we are can I share that idea that we, we were talk talking about? about? On the show, man. Nothing yeah, we're, we're 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 gonna come up with a debate based on that theme. Because there's a bu- I noticed a bunch of movies based on like Groundhog Day, like repeating the same thing over. So we me and Mike are working on like a, a debate f- based around that kind of uh, theme. The, the what I love Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> <laughs> what I loved is the way that they uh like Andy Samberg, even and, and Christy Milioti, when she gets kind of sucked into the to the time, is that how they spend their recurring? It's like that's what I do. I do crazy shit, knowing that yeah. it doesn't matter if I die or whatever, right? Zero like, consequence. That's the I part like- I loved. Finally, they're doing what I would do in that scenario. <laughs> I like how they had to like they really had to figure out their own so like sorry, it's like they it, it's a it's Spoiler they figured alert. out their own solution on how to get out of of that loop. It wasn't just, you know, they had to really size the shit out of it, which was why can I see Rob doing that? He's like the (laughs) Kristen Milioti character that fucking learns quantum physics. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like the guy too. What's his name from Whiplash? Um, His character was awesome. Oh, J.K. Simmons. Um, Yeah, J.K. Simmons character from from in that one was great. He's like that crazy guy who just who accidentally gets swept in and just just constantly trying to kill. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I liked about the Palm Spring, too, is the fact I think to your point, right, they're doing things that I would want to do groundhog day had to be PG, right? Because yeah. of, because of when it was released, but you can, you can tell that obviously like a character like that would have gone off the fucking hook. He would have been like finding heroin and Puntusky and fucking shooting it up and God knows what else. Right. Well, I love the scene where it's like, the have well have we ever had sex and what are your recurring no 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 we've never and then later <laughs> on in the show oh come on we've done it a thousand times <laughs> that's well, like bill murray at that girl with the restaurant right he's like do we go to high school together and then he comes back he trial and error eventually until he does get to sleep with her well or how yeah. about how bill murray's character he's been through so many times he's learned how to sculpt ice with a chainsaw like <laughs> oh that's right piano, play the piano <laughs> like how long would that take so like, yeah. About as long as it takes to learn quantum physics What's and it? send a goat through the other dimension. <laughs> 10,000 hours, right? To be a master yeah. of something? 10,000. At a master yeah. of a skill, you're, you're supposed to put 10,000 hours in? Yeah, guys, we're like 2,000 shy it's, It was this. alarming to me that she could find C4 that easily. <laughs> it is the USA. Still, yeah, but it's a protected it is America. Substance. I mean, it's not like it's America. fucking... And it's Nevada. Or were they in Nevada? No, uh, California. Palm Springs, oh, Cali, California. That's right. Um, Come on. I think they sell it at 7-Eleven. There's an aisle for that. <laughs> if not 7-Eleven, Kmart. Um, but the detonators and the C4 have to be in separate aisles. Yes. That's, the only, that's the only rule. Yeah, yeah. The detonators are behind the counter. <laughs> you got to ask for those. Um, what's her name? Christine Miliani. Did you say that right? Did I, did I hear that? Yes, right? Christine Miliani. Okay, She's any... the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Okay, but has yes. anybody else seen 
uh, I believe it's this is 2020, like the 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 mockumentary of 2020 on Netflix. Oh, oh yeah. I have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's her. That. She's the Karen. So how they yeah. have like every different person, like a like a small sample size, and they're doing that that single interview style uh, shot, and they interview her, and she's. Have you seen it, Mark, or am, am I? Uh, no, it's on my list, okay. but I haven't seen it yet. It's it's super funny. Um, it's tongue in cheek. It really does a great job of making you look back on the year and laugh more than you know wallow in your own COVID twenty pound gain and whatever else happened to you. But uh, she's Karen, like every Karen on the planet. She's the white supremacist soccer mom who has no idea that she's treating people with disrespect, and she is absolutely genius in the role like you i i think she's almost breaking oh, yeah, white privilege up the wazoo oh god yeah like it's it is it is a perfect example of the worst kind of of karen that exists which i've heard that not a single karen has been named since november 2019 in america there's not a single karen that was named after being typecast as i feel karen bad for people named karen Prior it's kind of yeah. like people with the name alexa like fuck you, Amazon! You ruined that name for how many people? I, they, all the Alexas should do a class action lawsuit against Amazon. I also have an issue, and this is going to go in a completely separate direction, but we'll get there really quick. Is that uh, a Karen has kind of been adopted by the younger generation to mean like an annoying older person? Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of the the way that it's like so readily accepted. Um, because they're basically making fun of people my age that <laughs> like, like get back to work and get off your phone. Oh, shut up, Karen. No, like you're just using it as an excuse yeah. to go about your, your you allow, gen yeah. Z ways. The, uh, and like the boomer comment too, like any yeah, of those. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like boomer it, one is deserved. Fuck the boomers. <laughs> <laughs> but don't fuck with Gen Xers. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Gen X and millennials and the guys right on the cusp like me don't mess with us. What are you, exennials uh, or zennials? I'm a, I, I'm born in '79, so I'm like I'm like a Gen Xer technically, but I I, I definitely think I'm more millennial, but I'm kind of both. But there's a there's a subgenre of it yeah. called exennials. Uh, Seventy-seven yeah. to eighty-three. Yeah, where we started where without technology a, and where I did a school project with the world book encyclopedia, but I'm down, I'm down with motherfucking tech and shit. And, and then you became a coder. <laughs> Those kind of people. Well, he did learn to code. Yeah, so yeah. like I, I come from where in the world is Carmen San Diego and, and paintbrush on Apple. Dude, Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh no, I know. That's where I came from. That gen and Carta, Microsoft and Carta. What about That's where I came anybody from. Anybody else, anybody else Oregon trail too? I'm yeah. more cross country Canada. <laughs> There's a whole thing I watched on Gen Xers there, Mike, that you say it. It's like we we grew up and we knew how hard it was before technology and then technology came and we embraced technology, so we're good at that. So we know the good and the old, but for some reason we kept dying of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> dysentery gets all. Oh shit. That's one like you know how you, like every closet has like one t shirt from like thirty years ago and then you've got all your new current wardrobe. That's my one 30 year ago t-shirt. I st it's, it says you will die of dysentery and it's the graphic from the game on it. And I just, no matter how many times I move and purge my closet, I, I just, I can't, I, I don't want to, cause if I throw it out, I'll probably die of dysentery. You actually have that shirt. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of my like prized possessions. It's like, it's kind of when I started showing my inner geek on my outer person instead of like just, you know, shyly 
sitting in the corner masturbating to Star Wars news. I it was it was when I was like okay with like you don't have to be cool. You can be a geek. Geek's the new chic, right? All that. Can shit. anybody pinpoint when being geek was became cool? Big Bang Theory. What year? <laughs> Big Bang. Give you whatever that was. Yeah. No, that's a good question. Like because I remember. I remember when it wasn't. I think we all remember when it wasn't because we're not douches. So by default, we must be geeks. <laughs> it was it was around 2003 to 2005, somewhere in that range. Yeah. What came out that made it that way? I don't... Lord of the Rings. Even then, I don't think... Uh, I, I Harry mm, Potter. I guess so. Harry Potter, a good one. Yeah. yeah, I think Harry Potter was so mainstream that even like cool people were like, I can't not like this because everyone but then, likes but it. Then, but then like once once the first once the first Iron Man movie came out yeah. and, and everyone that was was what were like yeah i've read a comic book when i was a kid but whatever fuck comic books and they were like holy shit and then all of a sudden all the best fucking movies and tv series were either based on mainstream comic books or on graphic novels or some some like dark horse fucking you know series or something right and and now that all the big ones have been banged out you're getting the more obscure but that's almost better yeah. Oh, absolutely. To the to the pure nerds, they're like, okay, we got all the the big pop culture things out of the way. Now we're getting into like the subgenre cool shit. Yeah. No. Totally. And I mean, me and Martin talked as soon as we started the podcast. As soon as Lord of the Rings is on Prime, like, there's a strong idea of doing like a weekly episode follow up, really, you know, like deep dive episode in review, sorted review of it with the show. Yeah. Whoever wants to join in, but like, I would love to add that as like. Just a thing. Oh, call it, call it Word of the Ring. Yes, yes. Fuck. <laughs> oh my God! Lightning in a bottle, sir. Yeah. Like the Talking Dead. Yeah. Fuck. Wotor. We'll call it Wotor. Word of the Rings. Of the oh rings. my God. Kate. Copyright. We, Real can debaters. we do a? Can we do a Wheel of Time one too? We, dude, we can do. Oh, I'm still. I'm reading that series right now. Like, I'm on book three. But I'm on book thirteen. Just I, I wanna I wanna summarize something here because you guys all make such great fucking points about when like when did geekdom become cool? But you know what the really interesting thing is, is it was always cool. It was man. always yeah. It, it was, was see cool. it was In always cool. It just wasn't always mainstream. But can you imagine being the guy who was buried in Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy and sci-fi when it wasn't? Cool? I am that guy. I was gonna Martin. I was <laughs> I was setting myself up for a fucking zinger. I was like, Martin, would you mind telling us? Would you fucking beat me to it, Eminem? Got you. Got um, you. But like, look, yeah, like that kind of shit. See, Rob's showing a fucking Dungeons and Dragons playbook. The point of what I'm saying is, is that all uh, of it's this... the player's handbook, not a playbook. Sorry, I'm yeah, not... that is the player's <laughs> handbook. Thank you very much. Okay. It doesn't contain all the rules, but it contains enough of the rules for the player to. To play the game. The... Uh, I will roll my <laughs> D12, my D20 now to determine which class I will play. Oh. I want, I'm hoping for a barbarian thief. <laughs> the point of what I'm saying is, is now these guys who, when it wasn't cool, are now the foremost experts on this shit. And now they're in the spotlight. Now they're at Comic Cons. Now they're like, it's now there's, there's girls dressing up as cosplay hotties from nerdy play shit from when we were all kids that says something about the level of cool that geekdom and geek culture now have like we're there's there's maxim calendar girls dressed up as chung lee and you know san diego comic-con is a mecca so you know fuck all you guys who used to beat us up and make fun of us for it because now we're leading the charge 
Can I say one other thing too? I mean, I think the fact that when Barack Obama became president in 08, that was a big thing too, because every president prior to that, except for maybe Jimmy Carter was like a jock. Yeah. Right. Football jacket, Letterman. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Obama can play basketball like nobody's business. That's awesome. Backdrop. Thank you. Um, But um, he's, he's into Star Trek and he knows lots about science and he's kind of geeky. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if, I don't know if, he's that's a reflection of him maybe other presidents were geeky too they just didn't talk about it because it wasn't mainstream but i don't know maybe there's a tie in there yeah no i i know what you're talking like he put out his list this year and the boys is one of barack obama's favorite tv shows oh serious that's amazing right and smith was saying about it kevin smith said he's like he doesn't have to do that right Mm -mm. he can hide he can keep all that shit quiet and he can be Bill Clinton cool, who was like, oh, he's got a cat and he's a jazz musician, right? Like, that was where kind of Bill Clinton broke from being so presidential to like, oh, he's a, he's, he's, he can play a saxophone. He's not just, you know, a stick up his ass. But Barack Obama, yeah, his level of cool really helped, like, him being honest about Remember when he, he wore in. that tan suit, man. <laughs> what a- or like the shit he would do when he had uh, Keegan Michael Key from Key and Peel be his hype man. At the uh, at the correspondence dinner, correspondence dinner, yeah, right. And then like as, there was one point where like Key was being the you know Barack would say something and then Key would hype it up, and they would do that back and forth bit. But then all of a sudden Barack broke from it and almost dropped an end bomb, and you were like, whoa! And like that was that was him showing you that he can push the envelope, and I'm I'm cool, and I'm into some weird, geeky, funny, odd shit, and that that too obviously helps. Our and cause. Barack Obama can make fun of himself. Yeah, he can. He should run again. Can he? Can he serve three non-consecutive terms no, or no? No. But he could be a VP. <laughs> so if Kamala, if 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 the uh, if the rumor mill is true and Biden steps down for either you know a bullet or health reasons, um, then Kamala comes in and they'll need a VP. So it could be an Obama. It just might not be the male version. That's that's my favorite conspiracy theory rumor jumping around now from from what's going on with whatever happens mm. south of the border but that's a different podcast oh, you're, you can't tell me that michelle didn't have a better shot than uh hillary clinton 100 percent, she did if she had run oh my god she'd uh I, I i think that would have been a whole different fucking campaign michelle, didn't michelle obama go to harvard too i don't know oh she's incredible yeah uh, like she's a great like she was like a partner she was like a partner before she was 30 at her law firm oh both both of them are like <laughs> leaps and bounds just happen the best two people who i think who've ever occupied that office like as a team because you know bill and hillary whatever george and linda linda bush yeah that was her name um and everybody else are like you know very regal but like barack and michelle would cut a rug and they would like you know like be funny and have exchanges and be open about like they're yeah they're they're just fun. Hey, come back hear a fun fact? you know tipper gore who's al gore's wife yeah she had a big campaign in the 80s against dungeons and dragons really just she was the spearheader of uh giant censorship movement also against like rap music yeah. she's yeah. part of the reason that the explicit uh parental advisory labels are on uh on yes uh, that's album. her claim to fame i saw that on something recently her and uh two life crew had a Giant battle too back in the. They have a rap 80s, battle. Imagine if that was happening nowadays. A with rap the battle. Book and Twitter. Was was it Tipper Gore versus Two Live Crew on stage? Who could twerk better? There's a line in one of the songs that says, "Tipper Gore protesting our lyrics. Fuck that bitch. I don't need her clearance." 
nice. that I stuck out in my mind before I had any clue who Al Gore was or anything. That's it's not easy to rhyme with lyric. That's for sure. So kudos Sweet. for that. Um, I heard a knock at the door, gentlemen, which could only mean one thing. Um, let's just find out who's there. Give me a second here. Yeah, who could it be? Uh, let's see. Who's at the door? Who wants us to start the debate? Oh, that would be Sherlock. Sherlock says we should start the debate. So, guys, let's start the fucking show. Martin, do you remember if this was my idea or your idea? Oh, it's definitely mine. Okay, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> As no ifs, ands, and buts about that. I got you were so like, hey, Martin, what should we do this for this debate? I'm like, oh, I've been thinking about this <laughs> since we're going into TV. Here's the idea. <laughs> Which is okay, yeah. Now it's all coming back to me because I got so excited. You wrote it up though. You yeah, wrote it up. Yeah. You wrote you wrote all the the my typings on the chat with us. Yes. Like I, I just just spewed out a bunch of letters and you put it all together in one. Well, I got I got super format. excited like it was mine because I'm a fucking survivor nut. So, ladies and gentlemen, our first debate of the year, uh, brought to you by Nicholas Cage, of course, because he's just come on, come on, let's go. And Kevin Costner. And Kevin Costner too. And a lot of people. This debate is brought to you by whoever you want it to be brought to you by. But specifically, it's brought to you by the idea of Survivor, the original. I mean, I think there were reality TV shows before. The first. It was the first reality TV. The show. first big one. I believe it was the very first. Totally, one. I agree. And I was into it for like, the, I think the first three years, I remember Richard Hatch winning the guy who walked around naked, didn't give a shit about anybody, mowed over, mowed over everybody, didn't form an alliance, went solo and, and kicked the game in the ass. And I've watched back catalog now because Sean is a huge fan of it. I think I've seen almost every season. I'm probably oh, wow. six wow. to eight seasons shy of it. There's a lot. There is a, <laughs> a lot of ton seasons. of it. There's so many different variations of it. But in short, today's debate is inspired by our first debate of the year, the fact that we're doing TV now. So we took the idea, and as always, Martin will correct me if I'm wrong, we took Survivor in its entirety, in its original inception, rules, location, all that stuff, just imagine Survivor, but take a movie and the female lead in Or TV movie, show. Or TV show, doesn't matter. Take, take anything. Um, but take a show of some sort, take the lead female character in that show, which Martin's is the best, by the way, I'm just going to preface that today. Um, and then make survivor that theme. So use your female lead as your inspiration for how this show would go, how the challenges would go, how the idols would be all of the things about survivor and, but make it your theme. So for an example, Martin used, uh, if you were to pick Lincoln, then this would be Gettysburg. Am I right about that? Martin? Survivor Gettysburg. Survivor Gettysburg. Right? So Lincoln be. would be involved somehow. Challenges would be inspired by Lincoln and the theme of the movie. Correct. Yep. And the only you thing we it. had to do was make sure it was a female lead. Cause we, uh, female, female character, female character, celebrate female leads, get more female conversation going about, you know, movies in Hollywood and shit. Cause they're storytellers as, no sex is required on this show. We don't care if you're he or she or whatever. So um, female leads in this. And am I forgetting anything? Uh, nope. No? Okay. That's pretty much it. All right, cool. So um, I will lead us off. Rob will go next. Martin will go third. Mark will uh, close the show out. Um, so I. Quick before you start, yes, Mike. Yeah. Favorite all-time Survivor. Oh. Participant. Favorite all-time Survivor participant. Uh, Sean is not here. I'm going to forget. I think his name is Ty. Um, he is a Viet. Nam POW. Well, he he was in a Chinese prison camp. 
and he did. Those are two totally different countries. Yeah, no, I know. I, I'm, I, I think he's Vietnamese. <laughs> You're like Vietnam. Yeah, no, shut, up. shut up. Chinese prison camp, though. It's a movie podcast, not geography. So I, uh, I, I think he's Vietnamese, but he was in a Chinese prison camp, and he, 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 he was just a lovable, strong guy. There was one resistance challenge where they were standing on this tiny little pole. And some guy was like, I'm going to outlast you. And he was like, I was in a Chinese prison camp. I can be here all day. <laughs> like, he's just a resilient motherfucker. Second to that, I can't remember his fucking name, but it was Gen X versus Millennials. And he has the record for the sim- a similar type of challenge where they had to, like, basically hang, like, Jesus on a cross and hold themselves on a ledge. And he went seven hours in the blazing hot fucking sun and was like, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up and was going up. He was a nerd. He was a mathematician. He actually brought <laughs> math. Like he would, he would fraction and, and figure out the averages of who, like he basically read the book, that beautiful mind, like the John, what's his name? John uh, from beautiful mind. We, we know who you're talking, you know who about. I'm talking about. Anyways, he wrote a book on how to play survivor. He basically used that book. I think he's the only person I think I've ever seen use that playbook in action. And he was like, okay, the odds of these two people beating me, but beating each other. And then he would form his own alliance. And he played that way until everybody was like, this guy's an actual threat and missed top three by like two votes. Those two. He couldn't have been a millennial on that one because a millennial couldn't hang from something for seven hours without Instagram. And then, okay, but you bring up good points, Mark, because I do want to talk about favorite reality TV shows to close the show. And and if we're all Survivor fans, because I don't know if we all are or not, but I'm a Boston Rob fan. Oh, Boston. That's what I'm saying. Shout out to Boston Rob and Amber. Boston and (laughs) Rob and Amber, too, which, like, Rob just. The one season Rob mastermind everybody and was like the fucking puppet master. It was the one he won and he came back and people were like, Rob is doing this. And he was, they're like, yeah, we know. And they just wouldn't bend on him. They, he had everybody doing his bidding. So yeah, there's, there's been some, there's been some highs and some lows. There's been people who've been voted off with like four idols in their pocket and they didn't play one. You're like, what the fuck were you thinking? Anyways, that's where we're headed today. Um, and then we'll end the show, like I said, with some chat about our... I know Rob watches reality television. I know Mark does. I think we all do on some level. No matter what, you can't not watch reality television these days. So my fucking tablet is right over here. Let me get up my notes. Um, to introduce you... I'm a fucking reality TV fiend, actually, really? while you're finding your stuff, Mike. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I've watched every genre of reality TV imaginable. I'm looking so forward to hearing what you're into because like, I love challenge-based shit. That's my jam, so... Uh, anyways, gentlemen, this will be the end of your time sound effect as always. Do we all hear that? Yes. Perfect. Um, and I've got some, uh, fun little side notes here for, uh, some sound effects too that might or may not make it into the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I have picked my favorite female serial robot killer slashed almost sentient human Dolores Abernathy from Westworld. My island, my, it's my island is uh t- is essentially westworld it's i've picked for the show we had to agree because some of us have seen all the seasons some of us haven't but i'm staying within the first two seasons of the show so it is sweet water right that's the island um you do have to get there by boat but once you get there the island has been made and i figured it'd be fun to keep it off like the gulf coast like just off the coast of corpus christi right to keep it a little you know a little crazy a little american because everything's bigger bigger and better in texas so uh once you get there you get on the train 
that actually takes you to Sweetwater. And as with every survivor you get there, you have no alliances. You're on your team. Uh, you have no idea who these people are, so you have to build a base camp. So you have to build Dolores's log cabin that she grew up in. And it's a very rudimentary design, but nonetheless, you've got to build some sort of like Western settler-esque lean-to or log cabin, if you will. And everything's there to do it. Like it's it's a more advanced version of Survivor because this is a more advanced uh, society at the time with these crazy fucking robots. Uh, so you'll ride by boat and you'll spend the exact same amount of time, which I believe is 38 or 39 days. Uh, challenges I had. So immunity and reward challenges, just like the show. So there are solo, there are group challenges, just like the show. Uh, they would be based on the severity of the time, okay? So as the show progresses and the adventures in Westworld get more brutal, thus the show would too. So you kind of start by running into Dolores in town would be a challenge, and then mapping your way back to her cabin where she lives, right? Um, Dolores is in and out of these challenges, but the experiences that she's had... I've kind of laced into this. So for example, in season one or season two, I believe she has got to convince a Confederate army to do her bidding. That's a challenge. It's either a solo challenge or a reward challenge or a group challenge, right? You can, you can play with all of these, no matter what. I didn't really think too much what scene would be what challenge, but more or less what scene in the show could be a challenge. Uh, milking virtual cows is part of it as well too. Like you're, you're, you're left to the chores of the day. So keeping a farm going, all of these things are laden in and, and the point of surviving, which I haven't mentioned yet, but the point of surviving is to not get hacked. Okay. If you end up either losing a challenge and being voted off the show, well, I'll get to that because it's kind of confusing. But uh, tribal, tribal's based on any other situation in tribal. Uh, there's solo and group challenges. Everybody goes as a group to vote each other out. I didn't change too much of that. Here's the kicker, okay? As you go to the island, you have to sign a waiver in my game. And what that waiver is, is that if you get voted out, you get one chance to boot your consciousness into a robot of your choosing. And if that robot can figure out one challenge, it can stay in the game. If it can't figure out a challenge, but the, like the next upcoming challenge, it's booted out. So there's a chance for you to still win, but you're not winning. It's your consciousness that's been booted into a robot. Um, the idols, they're the maze that Dolores carries around with her, that little circular maze with the marbles in it. Um, there are hidden immunity idols. So you can just dig them up, find them wherever you are. Uh, Dolores is also the host of the show. She leads all tribal's challenges, comes in in random forms. So she can be her pleasant self or she can be her sociopathic version of Wyatt, which was the Confederate soldier who cleared the town. So you never know who you're really dealing with at a challenge. You could have like a really nice, uh, a really nice version or a really soft version. Uh, the winner survives by never being hacked and truly winning your freedom. So as the show progresses, you find out that essentially they're trying to hack people and create a perfect society. So you're allowed to live off grid as a winner. That's the point of the show. If you lose, you're hacked, your information goes in the system and then you're fully watched for the rest of your life. So it's, it's, it's a little risque as opposed to just winning a million dollars, but it's the tie of the times. Uh, if a tie occurs between survivors in any challenge, they simply meet at high noon, pull out their iron, shoot themselves. Whoever lives lives uh, just like survivor. These are simulated rounds and not real. They bullets. shoot themselves? Yep. That doesn't seem productive. Well, the winner of that challenge... I would say it's counterproductive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done. So, in a tie, two, two, two people will 
try to shoot each other. The winner of that, whoever shoots the other person first, then has to show down with Dolores. Fuck off. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I think I've covered all my bases. Yes, I have. I am uh, in the hot seat, so uh, we'll just do this for posterity's sake. I'm done. Martin, feel free to chew me out. Where's all the fucking? I mean, <laughs> isn't that what Westworld... Where's the brothel? Yeah, a big part of Westworld was fucking. Like, if you're going to be doing Westworld, like, it, it, that's what I would expect for you to go I for that. Felt... But, I mean, I, I, okay. I had a question, too. Like, I mean, they're living on a farm. How is the survival aspect cutting in? Because they've got a farm they can, you know, plant and grow shit. The whole point of Survivor was you're given limited resources. It's hard for you to survive. You have to do what you have to do to survive, and you're given rations. Yeah, you're given rations. Like, but... Where's the survival aspect? I'm just trying to figure out where sure, the survival totally. aspect of this um, show Dysentery is. is a real risk here. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, listen, Mark. <laughs> they should call it Survivor Dysentery. That's what that, <laughs> that should be. To answer both of your questions, uh, one, the fucking is happening because I just, I didn't want to, f- I wanted to stay. It's not really surviving well, if fucking is happening. Oh, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> What I did was I thought, okay, Survivor's the original social experiment, and Westworld is based on a social experiment. So I'm just trading the background of where Survivor's taking place, but trying to tie... I was trying to tie everything in so you wouldn't chew me out for getting too far out of... Like, getting too into the weeds, right? Second to that, the fucking is occurring. I just didn't want to make it the basis of my argument, because it's Westworld. Obviously, you go there to sin, and sin all day long. So, here's 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 a caveat that I had, just in case somebody asked me about that. If... If you're walking through town and you want to call out and be like, I like there's going to be hosts and there's going to be humans as part of the production team. They're going to be buried in, in, in the background. So if you can call out a robot and be sure it's a robot or call out a human and be sure it's a human instant immunity or instantly voted off. That was kind of what I had as a little bit a of question. Go ahead. What if you just like go up to everybody and be like, "Hey, you're a robot. You're a robot. You're you a robot. One, you oh, you're not shot. a robot. You're not. Oh, you there's a shot. robot. I got immunity for this challenge. Yeah, no, you got one shot. Like, it's like if I walked up to you, I could be like, uh, he's a human. And if I'm wrong, it's okay. so it's 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 a it's a gamble. You get one, you one and done because we don't want to be you know too easy to play this game. You're missing the uh, you're missing the opportunity here, Mike, to uh, to have sort of a. A Westworld survivor after dark where people can log on and watch them 24 hours when the cameras are off. <laughs> like, like, what is it? The Hacienda in Survivor and the Big Brother. What's the Big, Big Brother? Big Brother does that, yeah. right? Big Brother does that. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I thought about that, but then I got to create a subscription service and I got to price it. And I was like, that's in the weeds. But no, just make it free like Pornhub and just do ads. <laughs> oh, ad based for sure. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. They show you 10 seconds and then they cut it off until you pay. <laughs> I, l- I like how you're like worried about the complexity of like explaining a subscription service, but you've you've added so many fucking rules <laughs> to your fucking Survivor yeah. that you know like like it really doesn't seem we're like not equipped to take payments. <laughs> it we, doesn't seem we like have all these anymore. rules, but payments not gonna happen. We only accept Square. <laughs> we won't take your money. Only the advertisers. We've built this massive island with with semi-autonomous humanoids. We spend but... no expense on the realism of these robots. Okay. But, take your money. Right. but bringing PayPal on board is not a possibility. Patreon? Is there a Patreon tab somewhere? There's no tap. Is there tap in this town? Can I can I just bust up my credit card yeah. and, and tap? No, for, for no, reasons? dude. It's 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 all. You can tap that ass, Mark. Where's the Where's the lady that has the crazy snake tattoo? Is yeah, she every, in this? Well, it, you can you can customize this because essentially essentially you're kind of like what you're surviving is two things. You're. Su- I want to see full body jailhouse. 
bad tattoos like hers. I that was I love that fucking tattoo. That was a sick tattoo. But you're you're. It looked like somebody with the that was right-handed did the tattoo with their left hand. <laughs> while while driving through the desert on the back of a Humvee. <laughs> totally like 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 in like when exactly. Steve got that That's tattoo. Totally what I was thinking. You're, so to answer a question here, you're Martin. You're surviving the elements, and as the elements occur in Westworld, they get harder. So the challenges get harder. So you're surviving on limited resources. The town hang on, you can go hang, to. Hang on, hang on. No, but no, but the, uh, the saloon's been cleared yeah. out. There's no booze totally. there. But there's prostitutes. You can still fuck. And you can still fuck. Because like okay. survivor was a basic thing. It's like food and shelter are your two things that you need to survive. Everything you're, else you're is trying, a luxury. You're trying to survive yeah. chlamydia and gonorrhea. I knew going into this that I wasn't going to have like, I wasn't going to trace this out accurately. I was going to just try to do as best I could with what I had. And that's why I said I was going to win this week because I just felt cocky as shit. I just want to play on Rob's comment. So um, you're not like you're surviving chlamydia and gonorrhea. So they just don't clear. They don't clean the hosts. No. So that's why you're trying to survive. You're, you're going to bang one. You're like, well, I don't know who banged this before me, but it's a risk. <laughs> all right. All right. Rob and Mark, anything before we pass the torch on to Rob? I mean, I, I mean, I like, I like your idea. I feel like you, I feel like you overcomplicated your argument. Again. With, with digging into the the rules and these very small specifics in an episodic kind of perspective, I would have just liked to seen a better um, like like overview of the of the whole plot and premise. I agree so. with you on that. And yep. the cool and the cool yeah, shit. No, I I don't even know about immunity channel challenges and that shit. But no. that's where that, my love of Survivor is, and I realized I looked at it from a technical perspective instead of more of a mm-hmm. storytelling perspective. You're like the production That's fucking manager exactly what I did. I was like, how do we make this work, guys? Let's Where are the grips going to be in this uh, situation? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, to get the proper camera angles with the, how many drones will we have? And how many drones in the room where this guy and this girl are having sex? We're going to need 17 <laughs> scissor lifts. And uh... could we put a camera in her? No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, any, any final thoughts? I can no, go, no, pro for, go pro for your penis. Sorry, I wanted to say that. Hopefully, on a mic said. Go pro for your penis. It's a, it's a pro penis. I feel like, Mike, that um, Westworld was already sort of a survivor in some ways. Yeah. So I don't know that you're deviating far enough from uh, oh. the original plot of the movie. Oh, I see show. what you're doing. It's a TV show, actually. Well, no. It's but, a serial, yeah. a uh, streaming serial. <laughs> I love this new voice we've all adopted. It's very interesting. Um, it's kind of like the annoying know-it-all nerdy yeah. guy that you want to just well, like, well, you want to really push down well. a stairs. Like the guy from Clerks 2 who pukes after the Lord of the Rings speech. <laughs> yes. Isn't it? But we all have a little bit of that person inside of us. Sim- Simpsons, isn't it Frank? Or- yeah, Frank is the, or the comic book guy or Frank. Yeah. Mm. Totally. All right. Um, sort of an amalgamation of those two, a portmanteau of those two. Move, 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 moving on here. Moving on. All right, Rob, how about you fuck us up with some truth and uh, tell us what you brought? All right, is it my turn? Okay, so I kind of, I kind of went a little bit off the rails a little bit. So I'm not doing like a, you know, a newly themed Survivor, so to speak. I basically, this is this is my premise. So I love the movie The Running Man. Like I fucking love it. It still holds up. It's actually a little scary how you know it it 
it's it lines up with some where some crazy shit are in the real world's kind of going but i love the idea of like a bunch of humans <laughs> being thrown in a situation with live ammo and weapons and they have to fight for their lives sick fuck. And, and we need more of this i feel like this needs to happen so my idea is the contestants they're volunteers, but they're kind of like voluntolds <laughs> because, you know, I'm kind of thinking it's almost like a modern take on debtor's prison. So people with like, like, like excessive, excessive amounts of debt, they can opt to, to go into this game to basically clear, clear that debt and, you know, kind of continue life, you know, the way they want to without having to file bankruptcy and, you know, you know, you can't get rid of your student loans in the United States by filing bankruptcy. Well, if you go on this game show, you can, right? Like that kind of thing, right? So tons of recruits for this, lots of volunteers. We'll always have fl- fresh fresh meat coming in, so to speak, right? Now, the, the, the cool thing about this is, is that, you know, ironically, the bad guys or the guys that are going to be, you're going to have the contestants and they're going to be like either – you know, working together or they're going to be battling each other because there's going to be limited weapons, limited food, limited places to, to, you know, rest your head, those kind of things. But then there's also going to be the bad guys, kind of like in the movie, The Running Man, where they would bring in the different dudes. But these guys are all going to be former game show hosts. Okay. So you're going to have an Alex Trebek guy and he's going to have like the Q&A attack and some type of weapon like that. Gonna have His finishing Patsy. move of the Daily Double, or <laughs> yeah, totally, 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 right? Um, you, you're gonna have Pat Sajak and Vanna White. They're gonna be the the duo of Doom. And <laughs> you so fucking buy a vowel. Um, you're gonna have Bob Barker, and you know Bob Barker. He's like he's like a scrappy kind of boxer. You know what I mean? Is so the price wrong, know, bitch. <clears throat> exactly, exactly. Um, you're gonna have Richard Dawson in there. You know, I mean, arguably the best Family Feud host, and ironically, also the host of the Running Man from the Running Man movie that you know Arnold Schwarzenegger was in. He's um, just gonna be running around Drew sexually Carey. assaulting the contestants and trying um, to kiss them. I, I, I was thinking, I didn't really, want, I, I wasn't sure what to suggest as his weapon or finishing move, but it would be, yeah, some, something to that effect. Um, Drew Carey's got to be in there, and you know his finishing move is basically telling you how about how good Cleveland is, you know, um, Cleveland rocks. Wayne Brady's got to be in there, you know he he was in the in the in the revamp of Deal or No is he Deal, choke a bitch? and obviously. You know, he, 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 he can sing like no one's business. So he'll have some type of siren type of, you know, effect, you know, like he'll woo in the contestants and lure them into a trap and <laughs> he'll be camping out and kill them. And of course, little known Jeff Probst was a game show host. He hosted the rock and roll he Jeopardy. He totally Ooh. did. Previous to survivor. So he will also be one of the game show baddies. Now the tie in kind of the female movie characters. Yes, please. I chose, you know, from the Hunger Games, which does really kind of have a, you know, hunting humans kind of theme to it. Um, uh, Katniss Everdeen, played by Jennifer Lawrence, and Elizabeth Banks' character, Effie Trinket, will be the two co-hosts of the show. So you've got someone that's, like, you know, hosted something similar before, and will have good banter and funny commentary. And then you'll also have Katniss, who's been in the trenches and has survived hunting other humans to, you know, really talk about it and those kind of things. And I figured, you know, each season can have a different theme. You know, you could have jungle steam. You could have, you know, you know, mean streets of Detroit, um, you know, uh, subterranean New York 
kind of fucking theme kind of thing. So there's there's tons of awesome stuff to do here, and that's my game show. I was gonna say Escape from <laughs> L.A. season, <laughs> totally. like a John Carpenter movie. Yeah, and like everyone's got to be dressed like Snake, right, with like fucking eye patches and shit. And- okay, first of all, I love your sick sense of of whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> like wherever this is coming from, I like it. Uh, and and honestly, yeah, okay, you're hanging a carrot over these debtors' heads, which essentially is it's conflict. So it makes for great watching. You can't have you can't watch something if you don't have conflict. We all know this, and our friend Doug Darling says this all the time. So shout out to Doug. Yes, you always need some sort of conflict. My only real reservation with your show is. Is the epic well, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm all, uh, man, if you thought how I should, we should deal with COVID came out of my mouth, you would, you'd be like, yeah, he's okay with it. Uh, I'm just kidding. But, uh, I, uh, I just don't know that Katniss would be good in front of the camera with all that PTSD she's suffering. <laughs> that's, that's, I just feel like great. She's got some backstory. She would, she'd have great color no. commentary, but I feel it would just be in the form of somebody who's gone through too many. So the only issue you have is that my host may have too much PTSD to be a good Yeah. Like host. I want to be entertained because oh. I'm not entertained. Are you not? I'm going to defend. I'm going to defend Rob here and say that uh, banks will probably do the majority of the hosting job, and uh, Katniss would just be referred to sort of the insider point of view for the color commentary. Because Elizabeth Banks, I picture her character from uh, Pitch Perfect, where they're where they're doing all the uh, hosting for the uh, competitions, and that's perfect. That's kind of where that's kind of what had popped in my mind, and then but like kind of like tying in her weird kind of strange character from the Hunger Games. Yes. With I like that. I like that a lot. I okay, and okay. Now that Mark has rephrased it, I'm I'm like Wonder Woman. I'm like you. I'm coming to maybe like it more. <laughs> well, it's sometimes you need to see a different perspective or digest things a little bit to really get your true feelings out about. True. Um, where where is this taking place? Is like, are you building a studio for it, or are we using like outdoor sets? Well, obviously, it's going to be in international waters yeah. because we, you know, we don't want the Jujiva Convention to plan here and a slew of other international. Yeah, you I know, got it. You don't, you don't want any fucking. You don't want any any studio it, interference. It's kind of like how Dana White. Dana White wanted to have that fight yeah. island that was going to be that secret location, like earlier in the spring. They have. COVID. They have fight island. It's a real. It's thing. off the coast of Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, nice. All right. You can do anything in the in the UAE, man. <laughs> There's no rules there, um, except for you're not allowed to wear a bikini on the beach or kiss somebody in public. Don't show your nose, but you can fight. <laughs> you can kill another man with your bare oh, fists. It's such a dark way of looking at it, but it's so true. I really want to see it. I really, I want to see the UFC do like a, like a, like a separate kind of like tier thing where they fight. Where remember in Bloodsport when they dip their hands in glass? Yeah. In the blue, That's kickboxing. That's kickboxing. Not Bloodsport. Kickboxing. Was that kickboxer? Yeah. Sorry, my Jesus. bad. But I love that scene. Oh, it's such a yeah. badass fucking scene. Okay, all right. I- I'm good. Like, I mean, I like your idea. I like your premise. I like your inspiration. I mean, I know. I'm waiting for Martin to read yeah. <laughs> No, and I, I'm, I'm just buying you time. So, uh, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, no, I would, I would watch. That. Is it late? It's got to be late night. Like, this isn't Tuesday night at t- at seven. This is probably. Oh, this is pay per view. Oh, pay per view. Okay. This is subscription service. Yeah. It's not on the game show channel for free. <laughs> 
No, and there's going to be massive betting behind this because Vegas is going to be all over this. There's going to be odds on on all, and there's going to be like you know stats on all the people and like why they're in debt and what their background is. And you know, I'm hoping you're going to have like a really indebted guy that was on Ninja Warrior, and everyone's like, "Oh, this guy's going to be awesome." And, you know, so, oh, this guy stormed the Capitol building in Washington D.C. Oh man, you know he's he's got light arms, you know, expertise, like you know that kind got of shit. Got it, Martin. Um, I, a couple of things. I question, what is your survivor season called? That's what I wanted to know. What do you call it? Cause Mike's a survivor Westworld. What is yours called? Survivor. Jetters. If you don't have one, it's fine. You can come back to me. <laughs> I just, yeah. Something with debtors in the name, because we want to allude to that. It's like people that are in debt that have basically De- De- debtors over. redemption survivor repo debtors redemption. <laughs> yes. Um, and also too, like, I really like the game show that you presented. I think I, like, I, I'm also a huge fan of running man. So, and that kind of battle royale style, my only argument against yours is it doesn't have that survivor feel to it. Like it totally. I would have liked to see a little bit of the show into it. I know you wanted to go off in your own direction, but I, I, I wanted to see a little bit of maybe some elements of survivor in your game show, whether it be people being in teams or stuff like that. But that's the one thing that I found that you never presented. Martin was a link to the game show survivor. Martin to counter that. Um, I agree with you. You're a dick, but I agree with you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, I, I, he went, he went so far out that he came back around to me, which is where I'm like, cause I was like, I noticed that too, but I was like, okay, but where's he going with, it's like when you're, when your teacher says, uh, I want a book report on this, but then you're like, no, I'll do a book report on this and make it good. And then you'll go, okay, well, it wasn't this, but this is good too. So that was, that was the only reason I was like, all right, we're good enough that I don't have to make that comment. But it is a, it is an insightful comment. It's a spin on Survivor. Survivor's gone so many different fucking ways over the years with so many different, like, this would be a great Redemption Island game show where, like, you have to play to get back into the game. This would be a great part of, chant. like, there's, there, it's just not laden in the way survivor moves but it's got room inside of survivor yeah i like the game show it's a great game show i just that's what all i wanted was maybe something that links it to the actual you know survivor yeah and 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 to be honest i you know that's partially my fault because i guess i didn't read kind of the synopsis of the rules i heard survivor was like i'll do this well no i i i think i i read reality shows so i figured we were more creating a reality show as opposed to um you know more of kind of like a survivor clone and that's that's my bad for not kind of you know adhering to a little bit more of that but it's mold also the beauty in how you ended up with this because this is better in my opinion than anything else so fuck it it's awesome um exactly better than mike's yeah exactly well, i agree <laughs> way better than mine mine's mine's production no, i like enough. i like the game show mark, it's nice it's a nice ring i like it mark talk to me i i i I, I don't know i don't i don't really have too much criticism i i think it's it's somewhat solid i mean it's I don't know if I tune in. It's sort of like a reboot of uh, of uh, Hunger Games, sort of. It's sort of a reboot. Those shows are already about surviving. Again, it's already about surviving. You're not taking a, you're not reinventing the genre. You're just massaging something that's already about surviving. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I feel you combined. You combined. You don't think it's Hunger Games, which is about surviving, with Running Man, which is about surviving. Did you did you like the I I kind of I like I like my game show host baddies yeah I like that yeah. I like that that, that was, was cool. that was one of my I, favorite parts and yeah. I love the finishing moves and stuff yeah they're like the big boss levels yeah like you, you put Mortal Kombat finishing like fatalities you gave them fatalities all right 
Oh, I Mark, tried Mark, to. Mark, I tried Mark, to. You got one more comment? Yeah. Are, are you going to be accepting PayPal on your show? Fuck off. <laughs> of course, obviously. <laughs> you got to capitalize on that internet pay. Well, okay, guys, let's 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 just be honest. In-app purchases. We can we can put a debit <laughs> slot in the rear of every host. I mean, every host, not like you know, men, women, dogs, whatever. You can just slide your card in the rear and you know take care of business. I don't know why we're still credit talking. card. Yeah, credit. There we go. Um. All right. So just for posterity, again, Rob, your time is up. Martin, what? Do, well, I know what you um, chose. Rob, we all do because I, I posted yeah. it on the group chat. We all know, and we're very. <laughs> I am more. Is it Lord of the Rings theme? No, it's my other love. <laughs> I, I, um, I need to change your bio to being like the three pillars of Martin are Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and what would be the third one? Uh, probably comedy. Well, no, but like for movie series, like what uh, you know. Oh, for movies. Yeah, like what you McDonald's. fucking know about. Oh, maybe McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. Uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Okay. No, so anything Stallone. Stallone or Costner. Anything with an old 80s action, 90s action movie. Yes. I mean. Like those are your those are your trunks that you pull from. And there's yeah. fucking. Uh, JCVD, yeah. Kevin Costner, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, all those guys. I'm, I'm on board. Carl Weathers. <laughs> Carl, Carl any Weathers. Of the, any of the Expendables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the, yeah, the entire you Mark got it. The entire cast of the I'm like, Dolph Lundgren all day, baby. Or or an '80s movie with horses and or baseball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, um, what's uh, you didn't you you picked a female? You found a you found the one female species to pick from this race of uh, alien. So, what is your survivor themed uh, movie idea? <laughs> oh boy. Okay, uh, the host of my show is going to be Gardula the Hutt with C-3PO as the translator. Uh, for just a little bit of background, Gardula, Gardula was a prominent member of the Hutt cartel during the Clone Wars. So during the time when Anakin was around and he was becoming a Jedi, stuff like that. Uh, so my, my season is going to be called, uh, you know, Survivor Tarween. Welcome, everybody. Um, so here's a little, little little thing. So your ship has crashed on a desert planet on the way to Naboo on, on a planet called Tarween in an area called the Dune Sea. Survivors have to make their way to a small homestead similar to the Skywalker homestead. There they will find shelter, some moisture evaporators, which is their water source, uh, rations of that portion bread that Ray has from Episode 7 of Star Wars, and one blaster pistol. One and you're probably wondering, why would they need a blaster pistol? Well, what exists in the Dune Sea? Tusken Raiders. And they do tend to raid your camps, if not kill. So settlers will have to defend their camp against these Tusken Raiders. Um, some of the themes from Survivor, like like Mike brushed up on, like the immunity. So we're going to have an immunity idol. Um, and the immunity idol for this season is going to be shaped like a cry dragon egg. And it's going to be hidden. So one in each in each camp. There's going to be, sorry, two teams. So one in each camp is going to, there's going to be one egg, immunity egg for each camp. Um, another thing that I wanted to bring to, like this is a new feature, because uh, you know how Survivor has twists on each season. One of the new features that I wanted was to put... Um, a feature called the Tashi Station Power Converter. Um, there's going to be one hidden in each camp. And whoever finds it, it allows the bearer to cast an extra vote whenever they want. Nice. So it doesn't even have to be for them. So it's really good for, you know, like when there's a tie or swing votes, I think that'd be really cool. Just to, to it's a cool twist to the game. So you never know if you're really, really safe and who's going to have this 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 extra vote, right? Um, some of the things that I also wanted to go over... Um, I think the last thing was like just the challenges. Uh, one of the things I love about Survivor were the challenges. So um, in, in, in good old Star Wars kind of Tatooine um, theme, um, one thing that I liked about the Survivor was, you know, the endurance test, that in, like that test both the body and the mind. So teams are going to compete 
Um, it's called the Blue Milk Challenge. Like that, 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 uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Luke Skywalker's aunt serves the blue milk. Yep. In, in yep. the, yeah. Aunt Berlue. So, aunt Berlue. Aunt Berlue, yes. Each team will, will shoot, will take a shot of blue milk until, you know, until the last person standing basically gets immunity. Um, we're going to have also, you know how they have, one thing I liked about Survivor 2 is where they have like kind of that weird food challenge or the gross food challenge where they have to eat bugs and stuff like that. So the challenge here. People will have to eat those patty frogs that Jabba the Hutt eats live, <laughs> which some people won't be able to do, but some people might, you know, and it's going to be a challenge of that. Um, and you know how Survivor always has like a teamwork obstacle course kind of based um, kind of theme yep. in their shows, like one of the challenges. So mine will be based on like, it's not going to be the actual one, but it's going to be based on the Sarlacc pit. And you'll have to find your way out of the pit with all the tentacles trying to be pulling down. So you're going to have to work it together as a team to kind of get someone to get your whole team outside of the pit. Um, and I think one of the last things that I wanted to bring up too was like, you know, there is no, when there's the last two standing, there is no voting, there is no jury. What's going to happen is you'll just be tossed in a rancor pit and whoever doesn't get eaten wins. That is my survivor, Tatooine. All right. Um, Mark. What kind of pit do you get tossed into? Not a Sarlacc pit? Rancor. Oh, that's a different challenge. The 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 Rancor pit is the last one. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Sarlacc pit was the obstacle course kind of team based kind of thing. The ra ra remember the Rancor is in Jabba's palace, yeah. right? Ah. <clears throat> that's what Luke kills, and then its owner runs in. And, and then there's like the tr there's like the the Rancor trainer. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably known him since he was a little guy. Like, what's so adorable about that and magical at the same time is even though that door fell on that rancor, at the end when it's like, it's like a, it's like a crying dog. Like they, they humanized it at the end to give it, like it, it was hurt. It wasn't necessarily dead. Cause I don't feel like, I mean, it, it, we allude that it's dead, but it's still like, I think it's pretty much gone. I think it's gone. Point, I always thought it, it was like hurt. a huge, Brain. Yeah, no, like, not, it got yeah. things in the brain, didn't it? The the spikes from the door. Well, we assume it did, but you never see that because of the rating of the movie and kids, right? Yeah. So, but like, I just think it was always hurt because when it responds by whimpering, it gave a little. Like, it, it was like the kids in the audience were like, "Oh, it's dead." It's like, "Oh, it's it's hurt really badly." Move on, but whatever. That's neither. The rancor's <laughs> fucking dead, um, dude. <laughs> Mark, what do you uh, what do you think about Star Wars Land? Because I've been to it, so that sounds like it sounds like where I've been. <laughs> I haven't been, uh, so that was all me. I I think it's just a bunch of Bantha shit, personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have Banthas on Tatooine. That's the main animal of Tatooine. Oh no, that was Mar that was a well placed uh, Bantha. As we as we clearly uh, uh, saw on the for you, sir. as we see, clearly saw the Mandalorian, the uh, the Tuscan Raiders are just misunderstood. So I don't. Yeah. You're demonizing them. I mean, this just goes on to the, uh, the the demonization of uh, a whole race of people. I can't Seriously. I can't agree with that. Like, Seriously, you're... it sounds like Islamophobia. It sounds like a Star Wars slanted Islamophobia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sounds like they're reading nothing but the Fox News. Are you on are you a sando are you a sandophobe? That... <laughs> sandophobe. Oh, <laughs> I like how I'm getting burned on a race that doesn't exist. <laughs> Again, minimizing them. Yeah. <laughs> Even in a galaxy far, yeah. far away, you need to be inclusive. <laughs> Anything else besides uh, his racial misappropriations, Mark? Uh, no, no. I like the challenges. Uh, I'm down for that. I like the way that uh, Martin really immersed his uh, show into the entire world 
that he uh, he really kind of got right in there. Uh, big fan of that. What's it called again? Survivor Tatooine. Ah, Survivor Tatooine. Yeah. So it's actually a member of the Survivor franchise. Yep. Oh, who's the host again? Oh, yeah, you're Hutt- the Hutt- Hutt- MC- Yeah. Your Huttess. I only put that, like, the reason why I had C-3PO's translators is because, like, Huts were pretty gangster. They're good gangster, right? And they don't, like, in a world that where everyone speaks the common tongue, they just don't want to bring themselves to do that. So they have the translator, just how badass they are. Like, no, I'm not going to speak English. I'm going to have a trans. I'm going to speak my Huttese language. And, and how, are you puck- how are you picking these people to be on the show? Um, that I didn't think of. I think they just people just would be in the Star. It's, it's they said in the Star Wars, just people just apply, I guess, or try to be on it. Like, yeah. Yeah, audition. Okay. They, be like, they, yeah, I'm gonna be on Survivor Tatooine. I just didn't think about. You that, have to but... be very pro Empire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're only a, or yeah, yeah. no um, Jedi's. No Jedi's. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Now we're now now we're attacking Jedi's. Like, what? Who aren't we gonna touch today? Can Can you use the Force in any of the challenges? I mean, is there rules like this? Um, there's no like rules in the force, but I mean, I, I would think that since it's the Empire, they wouldn't allow force users anyways, because the Empire very kept a very strict control on who could use, who could and couldn't use the force. So they were all constantly hunting people who were um, force sensitive. Ah, sounds so, a lot like then, NBC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you on fire today, son. <laughs> Fucking big guns brought to the podcast. Uh, I, I'm going to go down Mark's path here too. I think with, with my critique is that I like it. And I, when I said I've been to star Wars land, it's, you sound like an, that's a compliment. It's an, because I'm, I'm, I'm saying you're an imagineer, Martin, like you have a very good sense of taking it and reapplying it where I looked like I looked at from a technical perspective of making a show because I love social control and social science and, and experimenting on mass groups of people and, and harvesting data. I think that's fucking crazy shit. So that's how I looked at it as, but you created a story. Like you created a, like, like that would be like a th- fucking theme at Disneyland to go to, to experience. I feel it'd be very G rated, but that's because star Wars is G rated, right? Like it, it doesn't really stray too far in the ratings and get too dark and shit besides, you know, killing you know, your masters and your fathers and what whatnot and kissing your sister. But that besides the point, um, what I'm, but what I'm saying is, is I really like that, but I just feel the missed opportunity. Like what, like, do you have for costuming and whatnot? Like, because this is taking, like, are you making this for us to play or is this in the star Wars universe? It's in the star Wars universe. Okay, There's so no you costuming. Took the show. It's already okay. there. Like they're just, okay. they're, like it, they crashed on Tatooine. Like that's the whole. Okay, yeah, so I'm with you here, Mike. Just uh, so I'm picturing in my head, right? Martin creates this world for me. I picture we're on Tatooine. I picture these challenges, but I have no picture of who's doing it. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't create that part of it for me. And uh, like, so like, what do you? Okay. So, I I I I envision it's like you know they interview like some of the people in the beginning, and they're like, oh, I'm a I'm a retired stormtrooper, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, I uh, you know did 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 four tours on on the you know, on the kinda... fucking station, bitch. <laughs> oh, I'm a former Tie Fighter yeah. pilot, and uh... <laughs> I was a I was a Death Star technician. I knew Kylo Ren before he was radar anybody. Tech. Matt the Radar Tech. Matt the ra- I was friends with Matt the Radar Tech. <laughs> Do you guys have a, a a Kessel Run competition at all, or? Um, I didn't think like there's no well, it's not the Tatooine isn't the Kessel Run, so we it would be kind of Beggars Canyon. That would be kind of the run that yeah. they would do, kind and, of like a speeder run with Beggars Canyon. Are you going to measure? 
Are you going to measure it in actual speed, not distance? <laughs> not in parsecs. It will not be measured. It has to be measured measured in parsecs. That that's what the Star Wars universe is. It's got to be measured in actual distance, not speed. like where where I don't have what you have, Martin, in regards to story creation in this and immersing somebody. I have technical aspects and who's happening to what and where and how, but you have an idea just not happening. Like we, we don't know who it's happening to until after. Right. But like, that's what we do here. We grill each other and then we get the yeah. gold of what we meant to say. But, well, I mean, the idea is like it's set in the Star Wars universe. So it would yeah. be people from the Star Wars universe, totally, like, yeah. like anybody, anybody in the Star Wars universe, it could be, it could be a Moncala. Uh, it could be a Rodian. It could be any, any alien, anything like anyone from the Star Wars, universe. just your average Joe from the Star Wars universe, probably people you don't normally get to see. That are portrayed like probably people that aren't portrayed in the movies would you yeah like the radar tech. yeah matt the yeah. radar tech would be exactly. a good example <laughs> exactly right. it's your um, average joe like who who like people who have, uh, go on reality they're just like you know they're people with who are just normal people who just want to that that 10 seconds of fame and i think that's the type of people who could go on to it rick the jawa would you, would you allow droids <laughs> on it yeah, well, well, one of the droids is C-3PO, right? Because he's the translator. So there will oh, be... but would you allow droids as contestants? Oh, no, no droids as contestants. They've got to be... Uh... Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Fucking droids. Just <laughs> no, elitism. We don't, we don't serve their kind here. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is a quote from the movie on Tatooine. Hey, Rob? So, am I able to get my critique Yes, now? totally. So I, I, as soon as you said Tatooine, I made a quick list of things that I needed you to say. <laughs> <laughs> first one was Blue Milk. Check. Sarlacc pit. Check. Rancor. Check. Um, but you were missing um, a couple for me. You were missing Jawas. Okay. Salacious crumb <laughs> and moisture evaporator. I did use moisture evaporator. He, he started I said with that a moisture evaporator. Beginning. Oh, you yeah. did. Okay, let me check that off. I missed that one. <laughs> that was like when, like I said, they'll they'll find they're gonna find shelter. They're gonna find a similar homestead to the Star Wars homestead. That's where they're gonna base yeah. camp is, and it's gonna have some moisture evaporators, which is gonna be their water source. Okay. okay. I, I missed that. I apologize. Um, all I got to say is um, awesome. I love the whole premise. I love how you tied in key things from the Star Wars movies um, that like encapsulated like the setting of Tatooine into this so well. And uh, I, I think it's tight as fuck. Thank you. All right. I, a big detractor for me, and, and Rob did it as well, is they're actually moisture evaporators, not evaporators. Oh, have we checked yeah, I said moisture evaporators. V-A-P-O-R-A-T-O-R-S. Okay. okay. They get, they, they this the technically a moisture evaporator would take water away. No, this 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 takes okay. the, the moisture in the air and, and gets water. Is the science behind that. The Star Wars science. Okay. I just robbed Rob. Hey, Mark. <laughs> Um, I, I, I have three letters that are coming into my mind. One is a G, one is an F, and one is a Y. You'll get your you'll get your chance because I'm you know who's coming up next. So Rob's oh. gonna get his chance. Oh my god, I love that. I just love how you were like, okay, <laughs> okay, Mark. It is now. Oh, hang on. We just for posterity. Just so we, so I get in time with this because the placement of these, I just want to talk. I don't want to produce. So Martin, you are now finished as uh, the late great Alex Trebek uh, used to use all the time. Um, that's my favorite sound. That really is my favorite buzzer. I went through a lot of buzzers, but that's my favorite. Mark, please cap us off with what I feel. I feel we're going to get blown out of the water here. I feel like Jack Sparrow and uh, I'm about to get a cannonball the side of the black what are, you, what are you talking about i don't know what you're talking about. i just feel that i know what you've said but i feel i feel something's coming 
Something's coming. Are you alluding that his is going to be Pirates of the Caribbean? No, theme? no. I was just making a trying to make a funny line with a bad reference. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Oh boy! <clears throat> oh boy! Picture, if you will, <laughs> the my show called Survenger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm already <clears throat> impressed. <laughs> it is uh, hosted by. Uh, Wanda Maximov, the Scarlet Witch, being that she is the uh, most powerful uh, uh, mutant uh, introduced so far in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, right from Kevin Feige's mouth. Um, So she's going to oversee it so she can keep everything in order. Um, along by her side, doing some remote interviews and some behind-the-scenes stuff and demoing the challenges is going to be Vision. Oh, boy. Obviously promoting their their upcoming series. Um, It takes place uh, in the mirror dimension, uh, produced by the Ancient One, (laughs) who creates all of the challenges. In the mirror dimension, uh, it will prevent the the powers from destroying anybody on Earth or hurting anything in our timeline. Uh, Some of the challenges that we're going to run across... Uh, are going to be not only physical challenges, but there's going to be some mental challenges. Uh, A regular appearance is going to be certain trivia challenges hosted by Stan Lee that's brought back from his time. Oh, fuck you. Is is he going to be in one of those Futurama, like, head things? Well, either either that or we could just bend time and bring him back and he could just come through a portal or something. Um, We we have some uh, some challenges like uh, no superpower challenges where they have to do everything sort of as mortals. Um, The... uh, Instead of like uh, immunity idols hidden throughout this world, we're going to actually hide the infinity stones. <laughs> and if you find an infinity stone, you can use its ability and challenges in order to win. <coughs> um, and the prize, of course, uh, for all of these hardworking superheroes is uh, the ability to retire from saving the world without any guilt if you win Survenger. Survivor Revenger. <laughs> are, you, are you it's fine if you're finished because i'm ready to just call it right now and give it to you but yeah i'm 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 done that's uh pretty much the, all that i came up with uh i didn't go into a lot of detail about the different challenges because it could be anything right yeah we, no we that's, can basically that's bend time and twist the universe uh so that's my uh that's my pitch and it's going to be debuting on disney plus later this year can i go first yeah go ahead rob you got yeah, it you i'll go it. second um I feel like this doesn't have enough longevity because there just isn't enough Avengers. So like it, you, you, you know, you're, you're, you're putting it in a little box. So is it, is this going to be extended beyond the Avengers? Can other MCU characters partake in this? 100%. It's just, it's banking off of the Avengers title, but it's open to all MCU. Mar- uh, Rob, can I just say one thing? Um, Actually, all of the Marvel universe comic would, books. Would you allow Zod to cross over into this? <laughs> I don't think so. No, but see, Mark's got this one thing at his disposal. He's got Doctor Strange in the in the Madness of the Multiverse. So this has got legs because of one simple character who can create multiple universes at any given time. So they could eventually just do one show in multiple universes and never have to write another script, and that would be low production cost. Kind of like what if 
Yes, it could it could actually have every single challenge could have an infinite number of outcomes. And you can just uh on on each rerun of the show it'll just have different outcomes. Yeah, so now Mark you should vote for me cuz I helped you. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that, that was my only question. Uh Martin you go next. Yeah, I I I really like the show. The idea is great. Um, I liked how you can you brought in the Infinity Stones to use, which was I thought that was really cool. Um, I liked how um, it's I, I'm a huge fan of the MCU, so I like that you pick the MCU for an Avengers team survivor. I think that'd be really cool to watch. Um, if they, even if they did like if they did that, that would be a cool like side thing they could really do. Um, my only thing was I just wanted a bit more detail um, in your plan. I think that's the only thing that's missing in your argument is the details. Which You're right. I I was actually going to be considering um, it's going to start off as no teams, but inevitably they're going to break up into squads, sort of like Civil War. You know, it, there's Which always thing? inevitably yeah. somebody's going to take sides and those are going to form over time. Uh, seasons as we run down, right, because it's only one winner you're going to we're going to allow people to return to try to to earn that prize later on down the line i guess i should have been more specific what happens if you run so many seasons though that you run out of avengers to to further save the world <laughs> yeah but that's uh, because everyone's retired that, that i never really considered that <laughs> that's a good point um i how many characters are in the the marvel universe uh well how many but the, again my argument for someone else is the multiverse, which is why I love this so much is that even though like I, 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 yeah, like I, I, I think this is, this is fucking awesome. Yes. Martin's got a point about the detail thing, but the infinite number of ways with a multiverse and, and how you've got all this potential, because essentially speaking, I've, we've never really considered it. We, I guess we always just thought present your idea and don't let, the person rebuttal and maybe reconvince you because I'm being more convinced as we're talking about this than just letting Mark's point, my point, Rob's point, Martin's point at the floor and then be like, well, that's it. Move on. No, we should rebuttal this. We should converse it out for a couple minutes here and figure it out. So I like how this is kind of turning things out, but I love Survengers. I love when you fucking do dumb, dumb name shit. Like I wish I sit here and I'm like, I don't want to message him and be like, can you help? But I'm like, there's so many times where I'm like trying to make something clever like that. And then it all falls in from there because it is interesting. It's heroic. They're fun to watch. They're addictive to watch. The whole family can watch it. It's got utility for days. It's themed. It's Disney. If Disney's going to be producing it, obviously they didn't sell it. So it would be great. Like, but yeah, the simplicity of it is the only whatever thing but that's that's whatever that's neither here nor there part of my original i was like rob i wasn't uh i wasn't clear on that it had to be like really yeah. survivor i thought it was going to be a reality show fault is and that? my original one and i just kind of twisted it when we i had heard that into more of a survivor theme but i mean all the challenges are still going to be the same but mine was going to be more of a a big brother-esque show where they were all going to be forced to live in the in a place together oh, and we get those behind the scenes daily squabbles between uh you know superheroes i, I think that would be great tv I mean, you would still get that with the Survivor theme show anyway, though. Yeah, I just like the Big Brother because they seem to—they're in such tight quarters yeah. that they all argue all the time. And it, there's the, the head of household would be interesting. And... Oh yeah, because they'd have history with each other prior to going in, like Hulk Smash. You know. And you could do like a villains versus heroes episodes. And... That'd be a season. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. I'm 
I'm convinced. Loki would get Loki would get bitched. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't even give Loki a chance. He'd be the first one off the show. I was <laughs> like, no, nope, like, Loki, we're gone. We're gone. I, none of us really stepped out of bounds with our arguments too much, so I didn't get to use this sound effect, which I'm really bummed about. But just before I do that, we'll end Mark's time so everybody knows. All right, so the floor is closed. We've all presented our arguments. Here's the sound effect I never got to use because we all made some seriously valid points. Good old, good old Billy Bob from Bad Santa never never got to see the light of day today. But that's okay. Maybe we'll find Billy Bob another day. I've actually never seen Neither that movie. I. I've seen the major. I've clipped it, but I've is never it? I've never watched it. Um, so uh, to everybody who's new, if this is your first episode of 2021 with us, and or you know uh, you've been, yeah, probably that's the only reason you're tuning in because you found us. Uh, we all are a democratic society here where we vote for each other and not ourselves. Um, so at this point, gentlemen, open up your chat groups so that we can be ready with our choices and just hit the uh, and just with the name, the name of the person so that uh, I, I don't get all jumbled and have to think because, you know, it's me and I've been smoking. So um, I am ready here. Martin, are you ready over there? Rob, are you ready over there? Mark, you're ready over there. So that would mean everybody's ready. Um, so let's do a little build up here and hit it. Oh, oh, my goodness! We have a fucking tie. <laughs> oh, two-way tie. <laughs> okay. So, um, how do we do this? I was thinking on. I was. Th- and I win. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, no, no, no. Definitely, definitely. Um, we can, gentlemen, we can do one of two things here, depending on time. And and time is the most important thing. So we you two can have a summarization of everything. Now that we've heard everything, and there's things that were not included because of confusion and whatnot, which I love. That's always how this works out. We should we should create a new thing where you call another person that's on the debater's show. And you quickly explain to them, and then they make a quick decision over okay, the phone. Let me see. We, we did that in the past, though. We, have, we should do that. We have done that before. We could we could bring that back. Like we've never really figured out how to create a tiebreaker. Mark, what are your thoughts on this? Considering you're involved in it, I, I always like the uh, the the call a call a, a call neutral a party kind of thing, okay. and each person gets uh, you know uh, twenty seconds to to quickly give us an ops their elevator pitch of their their story okay i like totally that. um let me see if i can get doug darling to pick up would doug be fun to to sit in on this should we call ben who should we call like we all know these people who's the fun one to see if we could get on the phone here do we not have anybody available that's uh, uh, can, uh like jimmy or you know what let me see if i can get jimmy to pick the phone up yeah oh because you guys said show sorry i'm high yeah all right so call somebody from the show so all right. Um, I'll put. I don't have the. I don't have my. I have the cord. I just don't have it plugged in. So you're gonna have to. I feel as though you should call Chrissy. You feel like I should call? Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like she would be an incredibly impartial party. Yeah. See that? Hang on. You're anchoring into some dark shit there, buddy. Why can't I work my fucking phone right now? <laughs> All right. Um, I have an idea why. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> I made po- I made light of it earlier in the show. 
you. It might be that that touch of a sativa, but it it makes my head clear, but not my body high. You're not sharp, but you're not dull either. <laughs> I'll take your heart out with a spoon. All right, so we've got. I'm calling Jimmy here. Hopefully, he picks up. You guys hear that? Yep. All right. I should have this ready next time. Jimmy. Hey, Mike, what's up? You are on air with Mark, Rob, Martin, and myself. Oh, God, what do they want? <laughs> <laughs> this is why this is a way better idea. Okay, Jimmy, uh, we just finished, and uh, we have a tie between Martin and Mark. And we argued um, if you could change the theme of Survivor to any movie, what would be your theme using female characters? And uh, we've got a tie between Martin and Mark. Uh, Mark picked Survengers, a Avengers-themed survivor. And Martin, I don't even know how to pronounce the name, so you tell Jimmy. Ardula the Hut. Okay. And I don't know survivor you, Tatooine. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that or not, but it was Ardula the Hut, Survivor Tatooine. So the female hut from, from Star Wars, it's a themed around her. We just need you to do what you've been on the show and had to put up with before, which is break the fucking tie. So, uh, I don't know how to let you hear them, but I'll tell you what their arguments are, and then uh, you can pick. Or just pick clean right now. What do you want to do? Uh, well, I just, you know what I hate? Uh, I hate the Avengers movie so much that I'm just going to have to pick Star Wars on a whim here. <laughs> Mark's rolling his eyes at you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I will... You fucking nerf herder. <laughs> scruffy? He's he not just, scruffy, Loki. He just called you a fucking nerf herder. <laughs> so, um, thank you for picking the phone up for whatever you're doing, because, you know, it's 2021. How dare people fucking call each other? <laughs> and... That's right. I almost didn't answer. Because <laughs> you knew. I bet you you're like, I bet you this is what that fucking call is. <laughs> All right, dude, uh, I will let you go, and then we'll make sure Mark and you can uh, debate this one out on the next one together. <laughs> right on. Happy to help. Later, right. guys. Later, dude. All right, there you have it. Martin, you won just because he hates shit. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Jimmy Skinner thing. <laughs> I, if I was, if I think if we'd gone anywhere. What an objective person to call. Yeah, no I uh, I know if we'd called Chrissy, I know what would have happened. But Jimmy is the show, so it. You know what though? If you'd called Jason Jason yeah. Fallman, he would have said the same thing. He would have been, "Oh, I fucking hate superheroes, <laughs> Star Wars." <laughs> That's very true. So congratulations, Mark, for winning the first one. Um, he would have voted for Harry Potter without even listening to anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is Harry Potter? Uh, that wasn't an option, sir. Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> I'd like to do a write-in vote for Harry Potter, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So, um, Mark. If- Survivor Hermione, where the winner gets to date her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mark, I need you to do one thing for me. I need you to What's put that? into your phone the date and the fact that you won. So I can go back. So put it in your notepad. Put down a win for yourself, because I'll put down a win, too. But if I forget to do this, then this is on... In somebody else's you phone. You mean Martin. You mean Martin. You're right? meeting me, not Mark. Sorry, Mark. I yeah, picked Star Wars, Mark, right? Yeah, yeah, you picked Star Wars. How much meat did you smoke? Generous. Oh, no. Survivor Tatooine was me. Yes. 
Uh, it's pronounced Tatooine. No, it's honestly because I wanted Tatooine. It's because I wanted Mark to win. You can kiss my ass. You can kiss my evaporator. My moisture evaporator. Uh, all right. Well, it is that time of the show where we should kind of cool things down and, and go our separate ways. And I just wanted to decompress with the going around the room like your what's the one you hate watching and what's the one you really do like genuinely like to watch for reality show. Doesn't matter what kind of show it is. Um, let's start with Mark. I'm going to. So. I've been a, a reality show fan. The competition-style reality shows from way, way back in the day, like when the first Survivor came out. And I watched probably uh, religiously the first 10 or 15 seasons or whatever it was. Um, and that was back in the day of reality shows being more competitive. Like, obviously, I watch reality TV now where it's like cooking shows, competitive cooking stuff. Um, but I loved the, like the real... Um, the ones where you get immersed into the shows. And uh, so my favorite, and I don't know if many of you guys have seen this, it was only two seasons called The Mole. Oh, I remember that. And where it. there was actually a mole amongst them and people had to try to figure out, like he could sabotage challenges, group challenges and things, and they traveled all over the world. Uh, it was really, really good. I think it was hosted by like Anderson Cooper or something. That sounds familiar. But uh, yeah, it only did a couple seasons, but it was awesome. Uh, and my least favorite, I don't know. That's tough. Like, I, I kind of like them all. I even watched this cheesy one called The Circle that was on Netflix. Okay. Where but you... everybody couldn't see each other and they had to win by becoming the most popular person on social media within the group. So, Sorry, Mark, I was thinking my mind went a different way with that. I thought it was gonna be the circle jerk, <laughs> like because uh, no one can see each other, but they have to be in a circle and they have to. Uh, it's like, uh. where's the toast? I w that would There's be a my giant cookie. <laughs> piece of oh, rice. Anyways, I, I just love them all. I'll pretty much watch any reality-based show just because I like the human condition. Okay, so, but do you do? You, okay, there's there's slumming it in reality television and then there's like reality television and then there's like unique reality television and you watch your you're not like your reality and above because you watch the the cooking show one so you kind of have to be really interested in cooking or like something that's really relaxing i find either yeah one. but we also watch like the real housewives of atlanta okay that's where my next question was do you slum so it too? we have guilty like chrissy's we have every series of Real Housewives tape. Okay, all right. Including like uh, 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 Vanderpump, like Vanderpump v Rules. Yeah. Like on VHS? <laughs> yes, on VHS, yeah. Um, so we're, I'm literally like guilty pleasures or any reality show where it's, it's virtually unscripted. Okay. Because we like to see the drama and I'm a kind of a people watching nut. I like the sociology of how people interact. So you put them in any situation and show me how people actually react, and I'm interested in it. Totally. No, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I have I try to slum it around here from time to time because it is fun to – like. I mean, they are people. They're just people with less um, uh, personality points than others, right? They're very one-dimensional. They're very focused on the rows for, you know, if anyone knows what the fuck I'm talking about. But um, I – I'm like you. I love the cooking show. So like Iron Chef. I love a point. I love a challenge. I just like the unscripted, scripted reality where things are just happening. But like if you're supposed to make, you know, duck orange in 10 minutes when it normally takes 45 and you've got to, you know, those are that's watching the human condition adapt and problem solve um, survivor. 
same thing. So if there's a point to it, like uh, the one I really liked recently was uh, on Prime, World's Most Dangerous Race, when they did the Eco Challenge. Yeah. And you got to see that for the first time, like firsthand seeing that, oh, it's like, okay, yeah, it's really crazy, but you can also complete it with a broken leg if you're willing to not tap out. So, um, I want to, you want a really bad one that I actually watched most of? Do you, anybody else watch I Want to Marry Harry? No. It was, it was, uh, um, uh, uh, Prince Harry clone. That where they were trying to do a like a faux spinoff where people they were trying to get these women on it, kind of a dating show, thinking that they were gonna date Prince Harry, but it was just like a, oh. a pseudo clone of him. But they were also dumb that they didn't know it was a clone. Oh my god, that's hilarious! And, it was pretty good. Yeah, like and those are fun to watch. But then I'm like, oh man, these people are totally being taken advantage. Like there's there's that thin line when it starts to take advantage of somebody, and I'm like, that's like I mean, it's funny, but. After a while, you're like, this is just like on repeat. It's mean. This is, you're like, oh, it's kind of like that show Joe Schmo. Remember where they? Yep, exactly. Everyone, everyone else was an actor except yeah. for him, and they were fucking with him. Yeah, that that like that's the game. That's Michael Douglas. The game, basically, just in reverse. Uh, Martin, what about you? What are your some of your? Uh... Uh, for mine, favorites that I like to watch. Um, I used to be into Survivor, but I stopped. But like right now, I think my favorites are just um, like shows like. Um, Gold Rush or Deadliest Catch, just seeing how people make a living yeah. in a different job than mine. Because I have a desk job, right? So seeing how people make a living, you know, fishing for crabs um, in the sea is, is a really cool um, show that I like to watch. Um, but least favorite, I would have to say, uh, I've never been a fan of Big Brother. Uh, I just I couldn't get into it. I think the only thing that I did like about Big Brother is it gave us this really cool zombie movie where contestants were stuck in the Big Brother house while the zombie apocalypse came down. So it's about them dealing with the zombie apocalypse in the Big Brother house. That was the only cool. uh, thing I like about Big Brother. Uh, any least favorites that you were like, Bleh. how the fuck did they That do was this? it, Big Brother. Big, oh, it's Big, bro- okay. <laughs> Big Brother. Okay, all right. Big yeah, brother. No, I get it. Rob, let's close this out here. Um, I also don't like Big Brother. I don't get it. It, you know, it just, it just seems just like let's let's cast eight people that have that we know their personalities are not going to mesh and just throw them in a i don't know it just it just doesn't interest me it just it just seems like i get i get the i get the allure for some people but for me it's just not there um i always end up like with a partner that loves the bachelor and the bachelorette (laughs) i kind of like i i like i love to hate them like you know but they're not my favorite either um, I, my favorite is the curse of Oak Island. Sure. I fucking love it. I love girl. it too. Fuck. Like, even though like they don't find fucking anything, I'm so holding out that they do because when I was a kid, I read a book about that and I just had this allure about it for like, since I was a little kid. And, um, the other one that I really like is I really like amazing yeah. race. Mm. Like the first five or six seasons was so good. Like, you know them like trying to like get like at the front of the, like the front like the, on the plane in the front seat so they can run out and get ahead and I don't know I always thought that show was cool and and they're like they're not allowed to have cell phones they don't have you know maps and all that kind of stuff cool premise man no the, both of those like yeah but it ain't no Curse of Oak <laughs> Island Curse oh, did you start watching Curse of Skinwalker Ranch the kind of the takeoff I of it? saw the preview for it but I <laughs> I. Uh, 
Yeah, that's a rabbit just, hole, Just That made me think you're talking about those. I just got to interject this for a weird, bizarre one. Who else has watched Forge and Fire? I oh, have, I like that. The Blacksmith Show? I've seen yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Like, I, we're obsessed with it. and They're just dudes making knives. Why, am I, why do I love it so much? Yeah, well, no. Well, I like when they have to take their weapon, too, and they've got to, like, cut through different types of meat and stuff. And, like, Dude, the bone challenge is a dope one. The bone the bone test? Okay. Yes. So, yeah. for, for we have stack. I don't know. Does anybody else have the stack app through Prime? No? Okay, so we cut cable, no. but stack has got history, uh, food network. Um, you can add it to your Prime for, like, 10 yeah. bucks a month. So, you're essentially, like, if you really want to cut cable, but still have some of your favorite like premium cable packages they're out there but uh so because of history they've got a loan a loan to like all the all the survival challenges ancient, ancient aliens, aliens is on there too but naked and afraid naked and afraid exactly <laughs> all of the history channel classics are on are on there but they've got one for people who it's like a six-part series and it was alone the beast and it was three people who had to find the animal that was a fresh kill. So there was a fresh bear, a fresh elk, a fresh moose, a fresh alligator, and they had to butcher it, bone it, save it, and reuse it all with natural tools. Is one of the contestants a Cajun yes. guy? Because Yeah, be awesome. all, there's always a Cajun guy. There's never not a Cajun guy. Cajun guys are, like, lining up. Oh, we got to get damn some of your gear. So gears. if you're interested in watching, like, like it, and they say, like, this was a this was a local kill. It was done by the indigenous people on the land uh, in with their rights and traditions and cultures. And then these three contestants show up, and it's like, hey, take this moose down with stone tools and see how it's done. Mike, how amazing was that one with the gator where they were cutting it with, like, the reeds? Yeah, yeah. They used like Florida reeds and they put them together and you get a edge out of it much like the one I made out of with my spoon side and you slowly <laughs> pull this thing and it's like in between the fucking dinosaur scales where they're like going up and down in there and eventually they opened up this alligator and you got to get the meat done because it starts to spoil within like three hours in the heat so like those shows also too like I realized after this episode, I watch more reality television than I actually want to fully admit, but I don't think it's, we all watch a little bit of shit, but we watch some pretty good shit too. I think that's, I think we can agree across the board on that. Um, it is approaching that time, gentlemen. Um, this has been a great way to start the year. I love the TV talk. Do we all love the TV talk that we don't have any fucking restrictions and we can just talk about whatever the fuck we want. Cause there's good shit to watch. You see, though, for the most part, Mike, is that we talked about stuff on streaming services. Yeah. Like, people didn't go to network TV too much. No, exactly. Mm. And, I mean, that's – what does that say, guys? If you want, I don't have cable, so yeah. I, well, I can't comment on that. But, like, I don't have cable anymore. But the cable. I'm, I'm just saying you heard it here. Like, whatever happens on The Real Debaters is true. So <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, clearly. We're, we're, we're like the Simpsons in that regard. We're predicting the future. It's like the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interwebs. Anyways, thank you for tuning into another Real Debaters production, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll make it easy. Follow the show. Follow all of us. Follow everything about us at therealdebaters.ca. That's the blog. That is the uh, merch store. That is the host page. Um, if you go there and you're like, hey, I think Martin should have this about him, let me know. I'll change it. We can not tell Martin about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whenever you want to email the show, uh, therealdebaters at gmail.com. Uh, at Real Debaters 
on Instagram and Twitter. That's R-E-E-L for all the spelling. Uh, we're still working on YouTube stuff. It's fun. Martin versus Mark the other night. Um, if you're local and you want to come on the show and you want to try out a little one-on-one YouTube situation with us, uh, it's fun. We'll, we'll let you know when we're better at it so we know what the fuck Even if you're doing. not local, we just do it over Zoom. Yeah, yeah no, totally exactly. right. I got to get out of this fucking Zoom mentality thing. I mean, I, I just want to get back to us, but us will be there eventually. We got to get through this shit first. So, um, yeah, there's nothing else. So let's start out in the West. Who's it been out in Vancouver? I've been your first winner of 2021, Jimmy Skinner. <laughs> Wolseley? <laughs> Who's over there? Martin Navarro, really. No, no. But, yeah. Rob, you're the know. worst at this game. Wolseley, say goodbye. <laughs> what? I think I think Rob has muted us. Rob has definitely muted us. <laughs> oh, um, I'm Jimmy Skinner, and I hate screaming. You're the fucking worst. <laughs> I, this is so much easier in person. We got to change this fucking ending. Anyways, uh, East Kildonan, who's over there? Uh, I live in North Kildonan, oh, and I'm, I'm Jimmy Skinner, and I love the Avengers. <laughs> And, and horror movies suck. <laughs> and I've been your host, uh, Jimmy. I've been. I'm. I'm Mark Cowell. Uh, yeah. Let's be serious. <laughs> I'm the real. I will stand up. Will the real Jimmy Skinner please stand up? It is me, ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy S.S. Skinner. That'd be the great name for a boat. I think that's the name of the boat in the painting in my living room, actually. <laughs> I've thrown a challenge flag on this competition. <laughs> <laughs> AKA also Michael Petro. Thank you for tuning in. Watch all the movies, ladies and gentlemen. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We will see you in a week. Bye.